Those other podcasts keep telling the same old stories over and over. Nobody cares about the swerve, bro. We provide you with new content. Now this is fucking entertainment. TMA Studios. It's what you want. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the past two and a half years, one man has made it his quest to bring pro wrestling to light in the CSRA and around the globe. Being in multiple promotions throughout the Central Savannah River area, including Adrenaline Wrestling Foundation, Flatline Pro Wrestling, Viral Pro Wrestling, and Intense Wrestling Entertainment. This man has been on the airwaves, bringing you the best in wrestling news, past matches, and beyond. Now, he comes forward with all things wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, Caleb Stovall proudly brings you his latest incarnation into the foray of professional wrestling, the Stovall Wrestling Network. Are you ready? Pro wrestling fans, are you ready? And for the thousands listening on the World Wide Web, and the millions who will be very soon, ladies and gentlemen, Let's get ready to rumble! Live from TMB Studios, you are now locked on to the Stovall Wrestling Network. Now, here is the host, the one, the only, Caleb Stovall! What's up everyone? It's me, Caleb Stovall, here for a brand new podcast. That is right, it is the very first episode of my new podcast here called the SWN, the Stovall Wrestling Network. And of course, Stovall is my last name and I am Caleb Stovall. And yes, it is awesome. I'm so excited to launch uh, this brand new podcast for you guys here where, yes, it's going to be talking all about pro wrestling. That's right. Each and every single week we're talking about news of pro wrestling, uh, you know, from the WWE to the indies uh, to local uh, wrestling right here in the CSRA. Because that's also one, another thing I want to focus on here is uh, local wrestling. But of course, I can't do all of this alone. I need the man himself. I need Mr. TMB himself. I need Chris Dickens. Chris, what's going on, my man? What's up, Caleb Stovall? What is up, wrestling fans in and around the CSRA and around the world? Welcome to Stovall's Wrestling Network. Yes, it's all pro wrestling. That is worldwide, local, and historic. Yeah. So, and I've just got to get this out of the way. I, I got to say this right from the jump. Oh, really? 
Ladies and gentlemen, I have been working with Caleb Stovall since, what, 2014 when you stepped up through the doors of the Adrenaline Wrestling Foundation, starting oh, your journey yeah, yeah. in the pro wrestling game. Yeah, you took yeah, you took it upon yourself to learn the craft, but not only learn the craft, learn the business. And at the same time, you wanted to give back to the business, and you've been doing that through the years. This guy has been in almost every single local promotion. Is a freaking encyclopedia of past, present, and even future wrestling events. If you want to go ahead and go that route, uh, but he has a passion for this business. He has a passion for pro wrestling. Something I haven't seen in a lot of people in a long time. And he wants to get back to the community. That is where this SWN Stovall Wrestling Network births from. You all know the past podcast that we did. It had pro wrestling as a central point. Now. Yes. This is all pro wrestling, and this man sitting across from me, looking at me, nodding his head right now in agreement with everything I'm saying, <laughs> is the, the TMB Studios is the base, but Caleb Stoball is the one providing it. Oh. He is the one that is delivering this. He is the one to make sure that the fans get their news and get the information about the wrestling events going on in and around the world and uh, around locally. Here to CSRA, even beyond the CSRA borders. I just want to give him a, a round of applause on that. It's been a long time since I've seen this type of passion, this type of drive, and this type of energy. I, not myself, don't even have that energy anymore. <laughs> so thank you, Stovall, Caleb Stovall, for allowing TV Studios to be the focal point for this podcast. And of course, this isn't going to be the only place that Stovall Wrestling Network is going to be no. localized, okay? It's going everywhere, folks. That's why it's called a network, and I want to put that out there, too. It's going everywhere. So awesome. I'll let yes. Mr. Caleb Stovall continue on with that. Later on in the program, he'll go over all the details mm -hmm. of the plans for this podcast and the locations it's going to carry on. But I've talked too much already. I'm going to shut my <laughs> mouth. We're going to go ahead, and uh, I'm going to return it back over to Mr. Stovall while I take a drink of this nice cold Pepsi I have. And we're going to keep on with uh, SWN right here. Yes, we are not sponsored by Pepsi or anything like that. So. <laughs> but, no, because if we were, I swear to God, I would be drinking like 50,000 of these. <laughs> right. And every five minutes would be Pepsi. Like right. Blue Chew. <laughs> oh, God, I'm not even, I'm not even We're not there. even going there. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> uh. I know we're going to go there. But, uh, yeah, thank you for that, man. I remember when I came to you uh, for the idea... Um, originally of shooting uh, the shit yeah. and everything like that. Um, I when I wanted to originally do that, I I had this vision of at the time I was you know I was listening to a lot of podcasts and everything like that. I was listening uh, to eighty three weeks of something or something to wrestle with, um, and actually not even eighty three weeks, but uh, the other podcast that Eric Bischoff had. What happened when was another one you were listening to? At the time? Oh, well, obviously, yeah, I was listening <laughs> to that one. But yeah, I discovered all of these, and I was hearing what people were saying, and then you know, I I was you know, like I said, I was behind the scenes of the business, and people would talk about wrestling, but they would talk about it in ways ways that would always piss me off. Like I was just like. Really, like even people in the business would talk that way about oh, yeah. it, you know. And so I wanted to basically give my perspective of things and everything like that, what I think, and see if people agreed with it. 
And apparently a lot of people agreed with me because <laughs> we had quite the following. It and took off like a bottle rocket. And it was just recently that, uh, you know, Caleb and me had a talk uh, about a few weeks ago that we felt like the wrestling aspect of this podcast that we were doing was essentially where a lot of the uh, fan base was drawn. Oh, yeah. So that's what birthed uh, the Stovall Wrestling Network to put the attention on the pro wrestling and to give that fan base more of what they crave. Yeah. So, well, you know, when we had shooting the shit, we also had, you know, the sports section, which I wanted to, you know, cover sports, but I really wanted to keep the focus on hockey and everything like that. I wanted to keep right. it on NHL because I felt like, again, people weren't paying attention to the NHL. And, of course, the Vegas Golden Knights story right, right. that was going on. But... That story is done with. That chapter yeah. of uh, the Golden Knights season is done with. So now it's like, you know, there's still good hockey going on. Like, like, yeah, like, like, there's great stuff going on. Um, it's just, I just don't have the time. Yeah, it's it's yeah. kind of like, a, well, what, what matters most? And what, what do I really am passionate well, about? Well, I always find myself going back to yeah, uh, wrestling. wrestling. I've even been told by people in the business who have been in it, you know, for 13 or 10 years, tell me, you watch you watch more wrestling than anybody I know. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm I, mean, like guys, I take it as a compliment. The guy's got a subscription to the WWE Network, to Global <laughs> Wrestling Network, to New Japan <laughs> World uh, Honor Club. Honor Club. I mean, I'm not surprised he isn't hitting up uh, highspots.com to watch some of the shows localized on there. And, and, and he I watches got the, the money for that. Well, <laughs> I, not to mention, I'm pretty sure he, he you know, pats his own self on the back when he's watching himself on Fox 54 every Saturday night at 1 o'clock. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we're going to talk but about yes, that. But yes, yes, I am. I, I am on TV. <laughs> I'll make it, I'll, I'll probably sound like the most conceited motherfucker Not in the world. Not only does he watch professional wrestling, he is professional wrestling. Yeah, right? Oh, no, God. No, not, not, not even, not even the slightest. <laughs> not even the slightest. I'm gonna get slapped by everyone at the ah, next ah, BPW ah, show. Oh, like, man, I can't wait for no. that one. Uh-uh. Uh, hey, no. Timothy Blackman, if you're listening, he needs a couple of chops. <laughs> I'm okay. Well, you know what? Luckily for me, I have to have a wrestling license in South Carolina, and I don't have one yet. So not to get you. chopped. <laughs> you can do that outside the ring. Fuck you. In the back. Away I'm from kill the, you. Every chop, every chop I get, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> no, you're not, because then you have to give money to hear the show. <laughs> God damn, that's true. All right, all right. So let's move on uh, from this. But yeah. Uh, like I said, thank you for joining us for the very first episode. Let's make this one even bigger. Shooting the yes. shit was awesome, but let's make this even bigger. And I've got more details about it to come and everything, but I don't want to w- waste your time with that right now. I want to get into it. Let's get yes. into it. Let's talk about... Yes! That is... I'm sorry, y'all. That is... You can never you go wrong. You are not allowed to. Yeah, you're, you're, you, I agree with you. You can never go wrong when it comes to talking about professional wrestling with having Paul Heyman say wrestling. Because there's nobody else that could do it. Even I couldn't do it then. Mm-hmm. Nobody does it better. Yeah, uh, we, we clearly could hear that. Oh, yeah, but anyway. 
Uh, but yeah, let's talk about some wrestling. Nope. Uh, yeah, I couldn't do it, but whatever. But yeah, let's talk but about it. Because hands. that is what this... It's Mountain Dew time. Dew time. It's Dew time. <laughs> we are not something to wrestle with. This is the Stovall Wrestling Network, goddammit. Mm. And yeah, let's Check talk about... Let's talk about what's uh, going on in the world of professional wrestling. We're about to cover some of uh, today's, uh, uh, well, I almost said today's biggest hits or something like that. But, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to cover the feds and, and, and the indies and all that. So let's just start it off with, you know, WWE because I'm pretty sure as people are listening to this or if they hear it uh, early in the morning or something like that um, – Fastlane is going on as you're listening to this, so I will cover it next week. Um, yep. But I'm on. But I am going to talk about this, and I'm not previewing this because I'm not previewing Fastlane. I'm generally. I hate to, you know, when I started this, Chris, you know me, I, I don't, I'm trying not to sound like every single person complaining about everything WWE yeah, does. He's trying every not to mark. sound like a mark, yeah. I'm trying not to. But this whole main event bullshit situation with the women's championship, the Raw Women's Championship, is the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever seen. Because, okay, let's break this down. Alright? So, this all starts... First of all, Becky Lynch wins the goddamn Rumble. Good job, WWE, because you have now made me forget that fact that she won. Yeah, I'm, I I legit actually was asking myself the other day. I went I went wait who won the rumble? Oh my god, fucking Becky, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins and shit like that. So, but they made me forget about that because they have now convoluted this story so much when it should have just been the most simplest thing. But instead, it's Okay, Becky, you're suspended for 30 days. You're then re, you're, you're uh, the suspension lifted. Now nope, you're suspended again for 60 days and Charlotte's taking your place. Oh, she can still come and go as she pleases. Oh, no, we're gonna, uh, lift the suspension again in that fast lane. It's gonna be you two to decide who goes to Mania. Oh, Rousey, fuck this shit and everything like that. I'm throwing down the women's championship because I don't agree with any of this bullshit because she shouldn't care who the fuck she faces. And then <laughs> she's, yeah, so she throws down the belt. Then it's going to be them for the women's championship, Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Then Rousey comes back and fucking takes the title back and says, nah, I was just kidding. And, or, or, nah, I was just kidding. It's her fucking goddamn promo skills. And then, and then now it's, okay, well, Becky Lynch is fighting to for, to make it a triple threat match. The one matchup that we said, don't do WWE, but you're the authority. <laughs> you're in charge of Monday Night Raw. You're in charge of SmackDown. Fuck y'all. Like, I'm sorry. I, you know, I just, when I saw it this past Monday... I literally just threw up my hands at that point because first of all, they, everyone just wants to see one matchup. Yeah. 
It's just like Sting and Undertaker or Rock and Austin. Now, nobody didn't want to see Mankind added because originally Mankind was going to be added to, uh, you know, the triple threat in uh, uh, Mania 19. No, I'm sorry, not 19. 15. I'm 15. sorry. Yeah, Mania 15. It was 1999. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, in WrestleMania 15, there was talks that Mankind was going to get added. And Mankind himself said no. Like, he was like, no, if you add me to that, that, no. Like... It ruins it. He he realized what it should have been. Mm-hmm. But in this situation, so we don't get it at Survivor Series and you give us Charlotte and, uh, you Rousey. know, Rousey. That's fine. That's all, that's all you could do in that situation. And they delivered a hell of a matchup, that's fine. But from that, everyone was just wanting to see one fucking matchup. Just one. Rousey versus Lynch. Rousey versus Lynch. Rousey versus Lynch, WWE. That's it. They don't want to see Rousey versus Charlotte versus Lynch versus Nia. They don't want to see all of that shit. They don't want to see anything else but Rousey and Lynch. And yet, you give us a triple... You're giving us a triple threat. I am praying that as this is going on... Yeah, I'm actually praying right now. I... (laughs) I, I, I'm just, oh my god, I'm hoping that there is some type of segment on Fastlane that prevents this bullshit and they change it to, no, how about this? No triple threat match. You two face each other. The winner goes to Mania. That would be the smart thing, but uh, WWE's history. And, and let's just look at this whole situation here, okay? You just went on a complete tirade. My turn. Uh, I'm, I'm taking over the fucking show for a moment. I was about to say, I don't have right. any saliva left after <laughs> so that. So. This, this, this whole thing, everybody was looking forward to this. And yes, they did convolute it a bit. Literally, Fred, by, from, from Fred the fucking, Fury came out of me. Yes. <laughs> That's a preview of another podcast later on down the road. Exactly. Um, but anyway, they, they convoluted this. I mean, they had a good start with it. They had, you know, Becky Lynch is injured. Uh, well, you need to see the doctor and she's refusing which made sense because when she saw the doctor when she was supposed to face Rousey to begin with in Survivor Series they took her out of the match makes sense buck authority made sense makes then sense. then she went and saw the doctor to get her match and then Vince McMahon takes it from her suspends her puts Charlotte in place that was stupid <laughs> that was stupid nothing came from that at all well I actually th- actually hang on that was, I mean, that was stupid the way that they did it. It's not bad, though, to have Becky versus Charlotte at Fastlane. No. For, here's my thing. But here's, before you continue, I just want to make this point. That if you're going to say, well, we're worried about injury. So then you want to put Becky versus Charlotte at Fastlane? Yeah. I wouldn't have a wrestle till Mania. Yeah, exactly. I would have just held that off. You're holding off Ronda Rousey. You're not letting her do shit. I would have This let is them. okay. These are those times. This is where people, where I disagree with people complaining all the time and stuff like that, like kind of like I just did. But <laughs> where you know, this is where it makes sense business wise to keep them off television. Mm-hmm. Or if you have them on television, all they're doing is talking and simple brawls, limited roles. Exactly. Look at fucking Seth Rollins. He's getting ready to face Brock Lesnar. He really isn't having too much action going on, uh, with the exception of Fastlane's uh, triple threat match, the tag match. 
Uh, but they will have. Huh? I said which they will have. Which yeah, we will we'll cover that in just a minute. Right. But that's limited. It's more than one person in that match. He doesn't have to do a lot. Exactly. But you want to have, so you want to put the girl that you're worried about getting injured more <laughs> in a match with in a match with Charlotte, who has which been I'm known not saying to, Charlotte is dangerous or anything no, but like she that. has been known to cause a couple injuries here and there. Um, well, I'm just saying, because those girls are not going to just no. do simple moves on each other. They're going to go after each other. They're going to tear the fucking house down. Because it's only nature. But, on top of that, on top of that. Go for it. You fucking have, a, okay, having Becky Lynch buck authority and come out and attack people and shit makes it, it reminiscent of Austin. Should have left it at that. You arrested her. Okay, fine. Have her come back the next fucking week and beat somebody's ass again. Should never have Rousey drop the fucking title in the ring. That was stupid. That was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. Worst fucking promo I've ever seen. Because it didn't make any sense. And first of all, again, which is why I said it there in, 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 in the thing... She shouldn't care who she faces. I know everyone wants to see Lynch, but she should be cutting promos such as, I don't really care who y'all face. She should be laughing at it. Exactly. That's the the first promo she cut when Becky Lynch refused medical attention and told her, you ruined a completely good fucking match, basically, and told her, um, what was it, um, Tylenol and Ice Pack Bitch, something like that. Should have kept going with that. She could have easily made fun of Becky Lynch. Oh, they could have kept going with the insults yeah, all day long. All day long. I, I'm seeing it on Twitter, and that's more entertaining than what and they're see, saying. And see, on here's here. the thing about Twitter, and, and this is which I hate Twitter. This, me too. I don't use Twitter, but this is nope. where the, this is this where the show feud, will not be on Twitter. No, it will not way. be on Twitter. I'm sorry, y'all. I Never be on Twitter. Twitter. Instagram, maybe Twitter. No, Facebook. Um, yes, all day, <laughs> all day long. But the. The comments, after Becky Lynch was arrested, the comments made that this is the part that I don't understand. I I, I get it, but I don't get it. All right. Okay? I get working the crowd. Okay? Throw the realism in. We are in the reality area. Area. Era. It is like an area, but it's an era. The reality era where everything is supposed to be real, supposed to be shoot. And Ronda Rousey... Throws it out there about, I'm out here trying to get this match set up while you're in the back taking fake pictures of yourself in jail. And then Rousey comes on, not Rousey, but uh, Lynch comes on there and tells Rousey, don't throw around the F word or you'll find yourself in another position where I'm breaking your arm. And she's got a picture of her with the disarmor. Yeah. And then Ronda Rousey comes up, oh, you mean that fake ass arm bar that looks like you ain't even breaking nobody's hands, but... Looks like that you're holding. I didn't understand. You're holding the dick you wish you had. Now, see that I, I know what you're talking about, and I didn't understand that. Either. Part of me looked at that and I was like, "Okay, I don't know if you're working us or if you're fucking serious." Yeah. Which is a good thing because if it's a work, fucking beautiful. It's it's great, you know. And it's, it's bringing between us, the two of them. Yeah, but it's bringing us back toward that era where you know everything makes yeah. sense. And then with uh, Becky Lynch retweeting a picture with Ronda Rousey's husband's head over her arm. So, yeah, it kind of looks like one now, doesn't it? And then Rousey come on there going, that is awesome. That is awesome. But then Rousey comes back at her and goes, I don't care what the script says. Next time I see you, I'm beating the shit out of you. 
Make That's fucking, fucking brilliant. Yeah. Why are they not doing that on TV? Well, see, this past Monday, when Stephanie announced it was going to be Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch uh, for the Women's Championship, and Becky Lynch had to sign a fucking clause saying she would not sue WWE, should have fucking left it at that. And you could have had Rousey come out and... Stephanie pulled a power trip or Vince pulled a power trip. You laid the belt down. So if you want to get an opportunity to go back, you've got to face one of them. And it could have ended up being Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. But no, you got to have fucking Ronda Rousey get in the ring. You laid the belt down. I had no choice. No, I gave you a week. I never said I was giving up the title. Give me back my championship. Oh, by the way, you can't fire me. I make you too much money. So I could basically run rough shot. And Stephanie sitting there absolutely saying, Dick, she is saying nothing. And I'm looking going, what the fuck is this? Here's, okay, can, can I actually, you know, I don't, I'm go ahead, sorry go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. There. You're good. But I would like to say that as well in, in all of this. I don't know if we're supposed to hate, love, despise, or do anything with Stephanie McMahon or the authority. I don't know if they're heel or if they're face. One minute they're making uh, they're making awesome gestures to the crowd and everything like that, and they're you know acting all buddy buddy and shit like that. And then the next they're they're like we're suspending Lynch and shit like that. We're doing this, and I'm just like I don't get what y'all are doing. It doesn't make sense. I mean, the only time I really like seeing Stephanie on the screen is because. I grew up looking at Stephanie. I think Stephanie's hot. And that's about all I go with because I don't pay half fucking attention to what she says in her promos or what now, she does. Now, wait her. a minute. Now, now, she is a great promo. She is a great promo. She but always has half been. the time with the writing, half of the shit that happens doesn't fucking make sense. Yeah, I just, I don't know. This didn't make sense. It, it, none of it made sense. This whole, this whole feud does it make sense? I'm still wrapping no. my head around it. They clearly are telling you. The fans are telling you. And if if you're if if they're not being vocal enough, or they're just not hearing, I don't know what it is. But there's just one thing that everyone wants: Rousey versus Lynch. Yeah. Even TMZ was, which you know, they asked Ric Flair, obviously, when, when they were talking uh, to him on his birthday. They were. Uh, they asked him. They said. They said. They said. So. So with the women, do you think that they're going to headline uh, Mania this time, and, and it's going to be Lynch and Rousey headlining Mania over the guys? And he's like, it's like, uh, no, actually, I think it'll be a triple threat match. And I'm just like, I'm just like, really? If it is, I'm just, I, I'm scratching. Thanks, Rick. I'm just scratching my head and everything. Like, I'm not blaming him. You're putting my saying, fucking daughter in her. Woo. I'm not, I'm not blaming him, but I just, like, I, I saw that and I went, It's really? stupid. But TMZ has been even advertising it as Rousey versus Lynch. They clearly, I think there is legit, there might be real life heat there. Yeah. Everyone wants to see it. And you really want to blur the lines with everyone? Well, then let these well, two go at it. That's the thing is, at the end of this segment, the line's kind of blurred. Because finally, this is the best thing that happened that in this whole fucking segment was when Rousey come out, took the belt back. She caught a fucking rock promo. And, and it oh, was, and yeah. the thing was is that you know we talk about Rousey's promos being shit. This one was actually pretty decent. Well, that's because she, she's actually speaking from the fucking heart. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, 
All I did was come out here and try to entertain you, and what you do, you fucking booed me. Well, she didn't say fucking, she says you booed me, you treated me like dirt, you raised these up, you know what? To hell with the script, to hell with the man, screw the woo, no more Miss Nice Bitch, and then started beating the shit out of everybody. And proceeded to beat the crap out of Becky Lynch. She did. And here's the thing, is it was covered on the dirt sheets. After Raw went off the air, she continued to beat Becky Lynch. Yeah, she did. Put her in an arm bar and said, tweet this bitch and wrench back on it. As hard as she could. That was newsworthy. That was something that we should have saw on Raw. If she would have said that on Raw, everyone would be like, holy shit. We didn't see that Exactly. On Raw. All we saw was or her did beating Did anybody her. know that was going to happen? No, or maybe not. And a Stephanie promo... Uh, talking about, I don't understand what's going on with, uh, Ronda Rousey. I hope one of them takes the belt from her and shows her a lesson. You know what have made that even better? You have Ronda Rousey in the ring. You're showing that live to the crowd of Stephanie having that interview. What if Rousey ran up the fucking ramp and beat the shit out of Stephanie McMahon in the back? But just to make things even more, like, streamlined that she's... Not to be messed with. It would have made sense. I mean... God, but instead you have yeah. her walking around the ring prissing like a fucking little pranny uh, fairy or something. And They gave her the Ross... Or the, the Ross... The Austin entrance where she, you know, came from the back where I'm just like, why, you know... I'm like, the bitch walked out from the fucking parking lot. I would have loved to have seen her just drive up in a car instead of walking past the truck from the parking lot all the way in for a commercial break. Right. It's like, oh, Rousey's here. Commercial. Really? Well, that's because whoever's doing commercial breaks there suck. Oh, that's uh, that's but that's a. I mean, that's the thing. You just can't help. You know, yeah, but just, it's still it's just stupid. But just, I get it. You know, I just I don't know. I I don't like know. I said, I'm hoping. Yeah, we don't know I'm, what's gonna happen. Uh, like like he said earlier. Uh, fast lanes happening as we speak. Because if but. you think about it, you know, this reminds me of a situation, and we will cover this whole entire event at one, at some point in the near future, but SummerSlam 1999, okay? Yeah. Jesse Ventura was the uh, guest referee mm -hmm. in, uh, it was Triple H versus Stone Cold versus Mankind. However, it was originally just supposed to be Austin versus Triple H. Which is what it should have been. Because here's what I don't understand. Okay? In that, so they were gonna give the title to Triple H. Mm -hmm. That was obvious what they were doing and everything like that. And, uh, and there was things of like Austin had a bad knee or something like that. So they threw Mankind in there. Uh, so okay, they throw him in there, but they gave him the title. And then gave it to Triple H the next night, and I went, how did that make any sense? Yeah. There's, so, it's the same situation. There's it's been like, a lot of moments in WWE history where shit just didn't make sense. What book right? Somehow, some way, shape, or form, they yeah, find but, their way out of it. Yeah, but, okay, look, and, and again, you know, I don't like all of the people complaining because I know what it takes to, you know, and I'm still learning what it takes <laughs> to do a wrestling show. But, I, you know, I know some things and everything like that. And these people have been doing it for 50 years. I'm just sitting there going, but but these were your backup plans? Like, like so, like, you were going to give the title, again, so like, let's just go to that 1991, just real quick. I won't, obviously, I won't go into it too much. No but, 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 you know, just in that situation. 
They gave it to Mankind. I'm sitting there going, first of all, he didn't need to be in there. Austin could have worked a matchup. If he was hurt, okay, then you tell him, all right, well, Steve, tough it out. And after this matchup, we'll give you a month or two or something like that. Mm -hmm. Go away, heal up and everything like that. He could have had more rest and shit like that. Yep. I mean, I get he was the hottest thing and everything, but absence makes... You know how... You know absence when they makes the heart grow fonder. Well, you know when they should have realized that? Was when he was gone for almost an entire month after uh, uh, Rock Bottom 98, mm -hmm. after the Buried Alive match and shit like that. He literally had to take some time off because he was beat the fuck up. He and The Undertaker in that matchup. That's why it was so lackluster. They were just beat to hell. They were like, they're like, y'all, we, <laughs> we're sick. We got we a break. Yeah. And so they were like, okay, when he came back, on that roll to save mankind, that's why he got that huge reaction. Because it was like, oh my god, he's finally back and everything like that. Well, it's the same thing when he was gone for a year having surgery on his neck and he showed back well, up at No Way Out. Well, absolutely. And that fucking pop was thunderous. Well, obviously, but... You know, obviously, because obviously we know that one is because, you know, it had been a year and stuff like yeah. that. But I'm talking when he was just in the fold, when he was okay, yeah, when he you was... know, when he was doing it for a month and shit like that. And I'm sitting there going, why the fuck aren't you doing that with Lynch or Rousey yeah. for that matter? Even Rousey. I mean, I don't, Rousey needed to be featured more for her to be hated more. Exactly. I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. I agree with so I agree with putting her on TV for her to be hated more. Lynch in Lynch's case, it's like it's like I you know fuck it. If we want to do PG type storylines, okay, have Rousey bully everyone on the fucking roster, and it's like no, nope, here comes the man back to stand up for everyone, yeah, and make things right or some shit. Make, I don't know. Make Rousey Becky Lynch's rock. Well, I said from the beginning that this could be a Rock and Austin-like feud, and then, um... They threw Triple H in the mix. Well, Charlotte they... Flair. Yeah, I was about to say, uh... But they basically, um... They pulled a... WCW 2000 storyline. Oh, they pulled a Russo. Like that. No, not... Not even a Russo. No, I can't, I can't even... I can't even do that. No, because some, this some of his I, booking was good. Because this is something else entirely, to be honest. Because here's my thing: when you look, like when you look back at the DVDs for the Monday Night War and all of that shit, and just any story you hear about WCW or some shit, what is the narrative? Their storylines were terrible. That that's why they went out of business. They didn't push all of these people. They didn't push that. I'm going, or they, they went three hours. They had too much programming. I'm sitting there going, They're doing so the WWE, you're doing the exact same thing they're doing. Yeah, they really are. But they're the victim. Yeah. I just, you know, I I don't know. I got to move on from it yeah. because, I'm again, I'm hoping that there is something. Because, again, you know, Fastlane is going on as this is going on, so, or as this podcast is about to be put up, and, yeah, like, something could happen, and, uh, you know, we, all of that rant we just did. <laughs> in vain. Like, but I want that to be, like, I want to be proven wrong. Like, prove me wrong, just make it Lynch and Rousey. Yeah. Because here's my thing. 
Charlotte hasn't even said anything on Twitter. It's just been those two. That's so building it up for those two would be the smart thing to do instead of oh Charlotte's there. Well, what would be even worse is if you give the fucking title to Charlotte and then have Lynch win it the next night on Raw. Or at the next pay-per-view. I'll be so fucking pissed. Oh, no, I'll be done. We're trying to get buy rates. Motherfucker, you don't have buy rates anymore. People pay nine ninety nine a month to watch the shit. You're not making no fucking money. Yeah, you can't go by ratings anymore. No, you don't have any ratings. We're beating everything on Monday nights. No, the fuck you're not. You've been fucking dominant on Monday nights for the past, what, 12, 15, 20 fucking years? Absolutely. So they don't need to worry about that. They just need to keep putting on good consistency product. Mm -hmm. But I haven't seen that. Nope. And you would think that they would. (laughs) You would just think it. I'm barely seeing it on SmackDown, but SmackDown is obviously the more superior program compared to Which I'll be honest, that's the only matchup that I'm... Looking forward to at Fastlane because I don't care if you have Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens fighting for the love of a broomstick or some shit like <laughs> that. It'll be a fucking classic match. Yeah. So, so I'm not worried about that. On that, with this whole situation, we talk about weird bookings and shit. This one just doesn't make sense to me either. Okay. See, this is a this is an example of a reaction call because that's basically what they did. They were like. They're like, not. Nah, we're gonna give. They, they were like, they're like, we'll just do, we'll just do Kofi Kingston for Fastlane and everything, and just have something for Fastlane. But then they realized their reaction, and they went back, and they probably went back and watched the Chamber event and went, that's legit. That's legit pop. I don't feel as though a lot of people get legit pops. No. People know who you are, but that is like, just to get a true like, oh my god. Like, Daniel Bryan, we are behind you kind of thing. Which is ironic if you think about it with Kofi Kingston. Then yeah. they could play that off so much. And see, if they that, that part does make sense to me. That they actually are using Kofi in a smart way. Which I think, you know, like I said, I think they were like, okay, we'll just use him for Fastlane and everything. But then they realized, wait a minute. Oh my god, this could be a mania moment here, like... This could be something big, this could be... This could be Your next special. Daniel Bryan, or this could be your next AJ, or well, you know, your, your next Austin story. He's, it, it even follows that. He's like, I've been in WWE for what, 12 years now? I've been a mid-carder, never got a chance to be a main eventer? Yeah, and his push that he was gonna get was stopped because he fucked up a one RKO. Just one. Yeah, just, so, just a fucking RKO on Raw. Yep, so now he has the opportunity. So it makes sense to save him for Mania. It does. It, well, it's, you know, obviously it was a it was a reaction to the reaction he got in Texas. Mm-hmm. Because Kofi's not from Texas, you know. He's mm-hmm. not from, from Ghana, West Africa, you know. Like, he's not from <laughs> Texas. So everyone was like, whoa. That was that as a reaction. And he wasn't even supposed to be in the matchup. Uh-uh. So, yeah, I mean... Here's the thing. In this instance, oh, I might get a lot of hate for this one. I don't know if I should say it. But I don't even know if I would necessarily give him the title at Mania, though. Oh, yeah. Here comes the hate mail. Maybe? I feel it stacking up. Okay, never mind. I won't edit this out. No, I'm just joking. Not editing this out. No, no, You get your hate mail, goddammit. What? Okay. (laughs) Hear me out. Go ahead. He gets a good, you know, he gets a good Mania matchup and everything like that. But, okay, you give him the title, 
here's actually a question I have. What do you do with him after that? Because you got the New Day still. And yes, you can do all of this shit, but as far as for the WWE title and everything like that, because, I mean, as much as I would love for Kofi Kingston to win this, that's just not what I would do to Daniel Bryan at this point. I would have him hold that damn title like he did in ROH. Well, who is to say that we can't take Daniel Bryan and utilize him in a way that would cause Kofi to lose everything after winning the title? That could be it. That could be it as well. He loses the New Day. All of a sudden, the New Day becomes jealous because of Daniel Bryan twisting and messing with their minds. I wouldn't do it right off the bat, Not off the bat, but slowly. Slow seed planting. You could do that. Again, it's just, I just, when I look at Daniel Bryan's character and I look at what he's done with that title, um, like, I'm just, like, in my head, even as a creative person, I'm just like, man, I ain't taking the title off this guy for a while. And it, and it's not because he's that good or anything. It's because, like, I'm, I'm like, he could generate that much heat. Yeah. He could, because he did it in ROH. Like, remember when he held the... I, like, I would go back to the ROH type thing. But, yeah, you, you could be right. He loses everything because of Kofi and everything like that. He loses, Kofi loses everything. Or, yeah, Kofi the loses title. everything. Uh, but, I mean, so that's just why I said I don't know if I would give him the title. I'd give him the mania moment. But, you know, even for guys, that it's not necessarily winning the title. It's just performing that type of match at mania. Right. So... Th- that's why I said that. The Mania moment can still be the match itself. You have a killer-ass match and everything, and the crowd is into it. Although, you could get that if Kofi <laughs> loses, we riot. So I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, then yeah. maybe he might want to. <laughs> Give him the belt and then have him lose it on SmackDown, which would make perfect sense. And I would not take it off of him like two days after or some shit like he did to Christian and shit. Oh, like God. That. But I'm not, no, I'm not talking about that. Maybe I'd do that, but okay. If they did do that, then I ain't taking the title off Brian. Then yeah. for at least, I'd say. But have Kofi chase him. Have Kofi chase him, and that then have true. Kofi chase to get the title back. And it, that's true. Yeah, yeah, so that's true. And and, and again, it's not because I don't want Kofi to have a mania moment or anything. Again, the the match itself is the mania moment if you think mm-hmm. about it. You know, but what I'm saying is is you know, as far as just from a storyline perspective, I'm just like, ugh, like I like I see where, you know, you're going with Daniel Bryan and everything like that. But what I would do is I would have Kofi come out the next night and be like, Well, I gotta get rid of this belt and then have Brian come out and be don't you dare because I have a rematch, so don't you destroy it because it's coming right back. Why did, why am I picturing Kofi Kingston in a new day? Maybe. Never, never mind. That, that's just going too far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm thinking like you know the belt <coughs> and, and the new day and seeing unicorns and eating pancakes. And, and again, I don't. I, I would love to see Kofi holding the belt afterwards. That would be a mania moment. That would be great. I'm just talking. If I was in the storyline atmosphere, I would be like, well, I wouldn't mind this, but just as like Brian, it's like it's like, dude. I, like I need like my top heel, mm-hmm. and you are it right now. Like, yeah. and for you to be a top heel, 
you have to have the title a long time. This is true. If you think about it, JBL, I know a lot of people talk shit and this and that and everything, but when he was SmackDown Championship, dude, that was legit fucking heat. Yeah, people hate his guts. Which is why they kept it on him for so long. They were like, oh, this is perfect, because when the baby face that came along and beat him, who? Yeah, Eddie, uh, John Cena. But he also fought the likes of Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio well, and I'm a few saying, others I'm, as well. I'm saying when, when he was ended that long reign. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John, John Cena, Cena. Which is why John Cena became one of the biggest fucking stars. Yeah. And now he's like the most polarized person in the world. God, yeah. I hate that fucking haircut. I don't understand that. It, I don't understand that, that phrase, to be honest with him. I'm just like, what? Okay. Nobody fucking likes you anymore. What makes him polarized? I I don't even want you at WrestleMania wrestling fucking Samoa Joe, which we're going to get because of this whole R-Truth spot. Wait, are we? Yeah. Oh, you didn't see that on Monday? R-Truth coming. No, no, I saw, I saw, uh, I saw on SmackDown Joe won the title, which I, which again, I was just like, again, I was like, so we could have done this at Fastlane. Yeah, well, see... It's promo cut in the back, and Joe said, nobody's going to take this from me, not even John Cena. You set the fucking bar right there. Like, we're not fucking stupid. You got R-Truth coming out saying, I want to defend this like my idol, John Cena. That's another guy I would give the goddamn title to. R-Truth deserves it. Well, yes, I... I mean, that's not who I was talking about. I was talking about Joe... Yeah. I would give the title to that motherfucker and have him be a Brock Lesnar dominant type champion, Which, except he shows the fuck He up. should be. <laughs> he really should be. But, you know, the powers that be at WWE, well, John Cena is ratings. No, John Cena is dumpster fuel right now, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, that's one way of putting it, but I, here's my thing. I will say this, alright? Joe has never been the same Ever since he lost to Kurt Angle in TNA the Truth. first time. And we've made that statement before on the podcast. I have made that podcast. statement, like, uh, but I'll make it on this one. And I won't go into it in too much detail, but you remember he was on this, this unbelievable dominant, you know, thing. He was on Goldberg. Like, he was undefeated. Yeah. And then he goes up against Angle, and it's his first match in TNA and shit like that. And Angle beats um, him. Angle beats him and makes him tap out. And after that, I mean, he just couldn't get over that. Yes, they gave him the title, but when they gave him the title, it was too little too late. Yeah. I would have personally had him beat Angle, then have Angle come out on Thursday. I would have had Joe wait a whole, like, a week or two or so before he came out on Impact. But I would have had Angle come out the very next Impact and said, you know what? I was wrong about TNA, or, or uh, not that he ever said anything, but he's like, he's like, he's like, you know, I'll be honest with you guys. I thought this, I thought I could come in here and show these guys what's up and everything like that. Instead, I realized I got to work harder because TNA is the real deal and everything, and that mm-hmm. would have made everyone go, whoa, really? Yeah, and, everyone would take a lot more notice of TNA. Exactly, and then then Joe could have fucking won against either Jarrett or somebody. 
and then he could have gone on just an unbelievable dominant path. And I wouldn't have had him be face or heel. I'd have just had him just be Joe. I'm just yeah. like, I was like, dude, whether people hate you or not, it doesn't matter. You're your dominant champion. Yeah. And no one You're Samoa you. Joe. Nobody can take you out. Nobody That's the way it should have been. That's the way it should have been. And then you could have had a big ass baby face come and make it. I actually thought the best way someone ever did it was in ROH when they had Aries beat him because the way that they did it was perfect. I went, that's the way you end a streak like that. See, we always go back to that. Somehow Ring of Honor books better than WWE. Somehow Ring of Honor books better than a lot of people. Yeah, this is true. I've questioned stuff from them too at times, but for the most part, it's <laughs> I like their bookings better than yeah. this shit. I don't know, but Fastlane's going on as we're recording and everything like that. So I just had to rant and rave yeah. about that bullshit that I saw on Monday because I'm just like, I'm literally at this point, I'm just like, you know what? There's so much better wrestling because we're talking about better booking. All right, well, they have better booking. Well, then let's fucking watch those products. People talk, that's my thing. People talk about you know, how bad WWE is, how bad all this shit is, but yet then you fucking flock to WrestleMania and you flock to all of the events that they go to. Now, yes, they're they're missing or they're not selling as much as they did and everything like that, but they are still selling yeah. and everything like that. You're still buying merchandise and you're still ranting and raving about all of their stars and everything, but yet you talk about, well, we want more products, so... Here's ROH. Here's Impact Wrestling. Here's New Japan. Obviously, you've taken to New Japan, but here's ROH. Obviously, everyone's excited for AEW. Yep. But, you know, here's all these other promotions. Go and watch them. Yep. Wow, Women of Wrestling just came back. That's a new product. And they just got renewed for a second season. Yes, they Good did. Them. 24 episodes. Yep. Uh, on top of the initial 15. No, 42. Got, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, so they, got initial, they got an initial 15 run with uh, Access TV. And now they renewed for 42 episodes, which is fucking phenomenal, considering that it is a all-women's wrestling program. Well, that but, just shows where the women's wrestling is today, yeah, which we've but, had a lot of people even at, you know, VPW, like, like we've had several, I've seen on Facebook, too, so I'm not really giving anything away, but Josh has just, like, seen people been like, where, uh, like, like when, when can we have some women's matches again? And he's like, you know what? We listened, so the yeah, next event go. we're going to have one, which I'll talk about at a later date. Yeah, but, we'll co- cover yeah. it next time. So, but, you know, WWE, like you said, just ran a rave. Fastlane's going on right now. He said we'll cover it next that's week. That's okay. You, you know what? I'm not that interested in this pay-per-view. I'll be honest. Again, yeah. the only thing that I am interested in is Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens because, again, that's going to be an amazing matchup. If AJ Styles is doing something, I'm interested, but I don't even think he's doing anything. Um, and the only reason I will watch that main event, first of all, it will be a good matchup with Lynch and Charlotte. It will be. We know this. But I'm going to watch it to make, just to hopefully be like, please, someone do a segment that turns all of this around. Please, someone do it. Just someone, yeah. God, for God's sake. Let thing. Rousey come out and put Charlotte in an arm bar and break her arm. Or that, or just, you know, like, be- I don't know. I just, whatever. Something. I don't know. I just, I, that's the only reason. But if you want to actually watch, like, what I feel is going to be a good event, I'm about to tell you a good event. And that is... R-O-H, yes, Ring of Honor, and their 17th anniversary show. Can you imagine, can you believe that, Chris? Seven 
15 Ring of Honor turns. That is, that is, that is phenomenal. No pun intended on that because we know AJ wrestled there. Uh, but yeah, 17 years Ring of Honor going strong and that's just insane to think about. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because we've stated it on here before, but well, on another podcast, yeah. but <laughs> we stated it before that, you know, if you go and you watch, ROH's uh, first event, which you can by becoming an Honor Club member and everything, which I am. <laughs> we so, know this already. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but if you go and you watch their first event, it's worse than ECW in 1993. <laughs> and you, nobody ever thought anything could be worse than that. I mean, uh, yeah. Just the lighting was terrible, production was terrible, yeah. you could barely make out what was going on. Well, yeah, and, and that was ECW. <laughs> but we're talking... <laughs> I see what you did there. Right? That's funny. That was <laughs> that was what we, we were talking about ECW there, but then you go to ROH, and you go to their very first show, and they have nothing. There is literally the worst-looking entrance that I've ever seen. And then there are these riggedy-ass lights. Fuck you, phone! And they had these rinkity-dink, like, like, just, oh my god, the worst light. Like, the lights just flickered. <laughs> at the entrance of this. That's Just terrible. to give it something, I Somebody guess. forgot to pay the power bill. And then there were no lights anywhere to be found over the ring. <laughs> Somebody no forgot lights. to buy the lights. Well, and in all fairness, almost every independent promotion starts off with no lights, and, you know, a lot of the time. And AWF so. was smart. We did ours outside, so we had constant light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. What are we going to um, do about lights? The sun, damn it! Right? God's production! Except when it got into nighttime and we had... The moon, a- damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's fucking... Oh, We're going to use it for interest way. Fucking cardboard and tarp. <laughs> it looked better than Ring of Honor's first show. Well, well that's what ROH did. And uh, now the ROH has you beat on that They probably they actually do. had air conditioning. <laughs> Anyways, no, nah, I'm just joking. Uh, but yeah, uh, so they, they have that their first show, and it, it just looks terrible. Like I said, but again, you know, great wrestling and everything like that, and not really too much spectacular. But everyone was like, okay, this could be something yep. or something like that. But it took a while. Like I remember how I was introduced to ROH. I was. Looking for uh, TNA DVDs at the time. But I, this had to be like in 2007 or 2006 or something like that. I can't remember the exact year. But it was when like I you know, actually made money and stuff like that. <laughs> or something like But That's why he's doing this on TNB Studios, folks. Right? <laughs> I, went to, uh, I, I went to the mall and everything like that. And I went into FYE to buy some wow. TNA DVDs. Yeah, I know. I said FYE, right? Flashback. Oh my god, right? Buying DVDs. FYE and Suncoast. That's where I got my wrestling DVDs. All I heard was buying DVDs. Nobody fucking does that anymore either. Right? Nobody does that. Nobody even really buys Blu-ray. I'm going to go rent a video from Blockbuster. Yeah, if I live in Wisconsin where the last one exists. (laughs) But anyways... the uh, I was looking and I was scrolling, right? And I I came across this DVD. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. 
Sirens outside the studio, and uh, the first thing in my mind, we're doing a wrestling podcast. I thought Scott Steiner was going to bust in the door and try to feed me some Shonies. Oh, my God. You're going to take this Shonies because it's two times two plus three equals not you. <laughs> Means I'm the biggest monster in the we're world. Gonna go, we're going to go excess around the, around the sun. You're going to go up, up, up in the moon. I'm going to go straight up your ass, and we're going to do this and that. <laughs> Way off subject, but back to Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah, back you were in FYE that doesn't even that. exist anymore. Right. Looking for TNA was, DVDs with Scott Steiner. Right. I was in there and I, and I was scrolling through DVDs and stuff like that, and I, and I came across this DVD and it had Samoa Joe and Homicide, who at the time were in TNA, but I, over it it had the ROH letters and shit like that. So I was like. Like, wait a minute. And I heard that, I've heard of ROH when AJ was there, but I didn't think anything of it. Like, I was just like, well, that's a local wrestling that nobody cares about. That's just how it looked at the time. I didn't know right. anything about it. I just knew about TNA. So, I've checked that, so I'm just like, alright, I gotta check this out since it had homicide. Cause I looked on the back and I saw like the matches and I was like, holy shit, like, it's a laundry list of people, and it was just like all of these matches. So I was like, "Hey, check this out!" So, I, so I checked it out, and I was like, "Okay, this is." It had the ECW vibe, obviously, because you know it had that style of production and everything like that. But it wasn't hardcore, although they did have matches that were very bloody and violent at times. But they had just—it was just whoa! These guys are just killing each other or, or these guys are just going at it in the ring right now right and it was just holy crap like you almost didn't even see that in tna at times no you didn't like i don't know if there was just something about it and so when i checked it out i immediately fell in love with it and i was like okay i gotta know something here's the thing though roh has never really been that accessible even with no. those dvds like they like people still have never really been able to find them they've never really put on shows like that they recently about four or three years ago i'd say started doing pay-per-views like actual pay-per-views yeah. that you can buy on cable tv you know so it it is insane to think about that 17 years later yeah, and not only 17 years later, yeah, they're about to have that anniversary show that we're about to talk about, but they're about to headline in just a mere month, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that is even bigger. That's even bigger. That's an even more newsworthy. To go from a no production RF video exclusive, like, wrestling program. Yes. To being owned by Sinclair Broadcasting to Fucking selling out Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Is big. Sinclair Broadcasting. To correct you. <laughs> I know. I botched that. <laughs> that was so a bad. botch from hell if I ever heard it. That was, was a like, Scott Steiner fuck? two times the muscle, four times the brains. <laughs> no, wait. that That's fucking... Um, we just did like the worst Steiner yeah. impersonations. Just don't go to a Shoney's. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Anyways... Fans of what happened when and shit like oh that. Oh my that. god. Uh, yeah, I'm going to the show and he said, You screwed me up! No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> I was doing Sid Vicious. <laughs> I have half the brains that you do! <laughs> What's I doing, Hogan? I'm the right gay at the right time! I mean. <laughs> oh my god. 
Anyways, yes. So, so back to ROH though. But 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 I just like when they announced that video, right? Like like when when, when they were like they were like big announcement, and then they posted that Facebook vid of them going to the garden and everything like that. When I saw that video, I was just like, oh my god, does anybody realize what they have just done? I just yeah. don't think it's registered with everyone as much as it has someone like me, I guess. I don't know. Maybe there's others It's that if you feel this way. Because I'm saying, like, okay, so first of all, they've never done a big, huge arena. <laughs> no. That's over 10,000 or, you know, in the thousand zones like that. They have never done that. They have had shows where they've drawn like a thousand people or so, you know, like that. And they've had big crowds before. They have never done an event like this. And, you know, this all started, right, mm -hmm. back when Cody – I feel as though, right – Back when All In happened, right? Yeah. Because All In, now, I'm obviously when they saw it and everything, but what I'm talking about is when it was announced for All In, right? When Cody mm -hmm. and everything, it was actually a challenge from, um, not Sinclair, but, uh, who is ROH's guy, uh, Kerry Silken, yeah. I believe. Yeah, Kerry Silken. Um, and if it's not him, it's somebody else. Joe Coff. I'm sorry, Joe Coff. That's right, goes. Joe Coff. So Joe Coff, right, who runs ROH and is in charge mostly of everything. So he goes and and the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega at the mm -hmm. time somewhat. They were like, y'all, let's go and let's do a big arena. And he was like, no, we're we're not there yet. We're we're making slow headway. We're, we're moving at a slow and steady pace right now and. Right, I'm good with that and everything like that. I just don't think that, you know, we're there or something. I'm, I, you know, obviously I'm not, I'm not trying to put words in his mouth or anything, but I feel as though this is kind of what happened. Yeah. And then, so the Bucks and Cody were like, we're telling you, you can sell out. We can sell out a we can, not a stadium. You we can, can sell, sell out, out an, arena. an arena that have, that holds 10,000 people or more. He's like, eh, you, you're really just going to have to show me proof somehow. And so they were like, okay. So then they put on All In. Obviously, it's successful. So <laughs> think about this. Out of all of that, right? Say you're, say you're an ROH official. You yeah. come into work. You come into work. Joe Koff says, Joe Koff sends out a massive wide text or email that says, I need everyone in the office at 8 a.m. precisely this day. And they're like, okay. So they show up and then they go in there and they're like, you know, we've been talking about, we need to do big arenas, right? So we're going to try a big arena. Oh, awesome. Awesome, boss. That's, that's going to be great. Let's make a big, huge arena. Um, is, what's it going to be? Uh, Baltimore or Chicago? Because that's where we've done a lot of our shows. Chicago's a big hotbed for ROH. Show you it makes sense. How about Philadelphia, where we are, where our offices are? Um, you know, all of this place. And he just goes, I actually already have an arena booked. Oh, it's awesome. Where, where's it going to be? Is it going to be Atlanta, Chicago, California? Where? Where? It's going to be in New York City. Where at in New York City? Madison Square Garden. I just want to know at that point if every employee in the room's jaw just dropped Or did they silence. just fall backwards out of their chairs? Exactly. Did they just go, what? Like... <laughs> Because here's the thing, you think about that, you've never done 
a big arena like this, and your first big arena, you want to go and go to the place where nobody but WWE has been allowed. Yeah. I mean, that's huge in a sense, if you think about it in that perspective. It's very huge. It's very huge and everything like that, you know, if you think about it. Because it's it, it, it's insane. Yeah. To, to think that in the hollow grounds of Madison Square Garden, mostly WWF and its predecessor, WWF, have only ran there. Yeah. Uh, only McMahon blood has been in that building. Eric Bischoff has said, not even in 83 weeks, he even, he said it in, in almost every interview that he's done. He's like, he's like, I didn't go to Madison Square Garden or any of those places because I couldn't. Yeah. He had to fight to get Boston. Remember that, um, that Nitro that they ran in Boston? Yeah. He had to fight to get that one. He had to fight to get one in Chicago. There were just certain yeah. places that you couldn't and, and go. It was, it was the same turn with WCW on WWE. Uh, WWE didn't go to Atlanta or Augusta until after the Monday Night Wars was over. This is very true. Because I never saw them in. Well, no, no, they went to Atlanta um, in, during the Monday Night Wars. That's not true. They they did a RAW from uh, the Georgia Dome. Yeah, but it was very hard for them to get in there uh, in the beginning. Because Ted Turner had a lock on a lot of that well, stuff. Well, that's very true. That is very true. But they but they did do a Raw from the Georgia Dome. <laughs> uh, it was probably, you know, the Attitude Era and everything was getting bigger and Ted Turner was losing control of his company already. This was in 1999. So, so yeah. yeah, he was already losing control of his company. He yeah. was pretty much out the door. Oh, absolutely. So, so, you know, but we know that history and everything like that. But now, years later... They no longer are. They no longer have a contract no. with Madison Square Garden, which Madison Square Garden told them. And here's the thing: there were reports already. I don't know what's true or what's not about it, because you know people can say what all they yeah. want to. But WWE already tried to block them. Remember that there was reports that apparently ROH had plans to do this a while ago, and they couldn't do it because Vince blocked them. Or something like that. Or Vince made a deal with Madison Square Garden, and then it's and then it's surprise, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and and then and then take all that away. People want to talk about the Monday Night Wars or anything. I'm like, I'm like, does anyone not see the kind of war that we might be seeing here? Because mm-hmm. think about this, right? ROH is headlining Madison Square Garden the night. Before WrestleMania. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> and they've always ran the nights before WrestleMania. They've, that's nothing new. Well, sometimes they've done it in the daytime, sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's been different. But still. But last year they ran it, uh, at night during, in uh, during NXT. Yeah. Which was insane. And then here's, here's the thing. I thought, I thought, man. You know, they're going to have some competition with NXT or some shit. Well, they sold out before the NXT show. And then NXT backs out, basically. Yeah. I mean, you can say it was a business move or anything. What's the business move? You run on Saturday. You shouldn't worry about them. 
It'd be like, okay, you want to challenge us? Fine. Here, take on our, take on our developmental system and then come talk to us. But your developmental system is pulling out. This is true, which makes a I'm big, like, bold statement. So exactly. That's what I do. So here's my thing. Before we get into, you know, previewing this awesome card that's going to be even better than Fastlane, all right? Where do you think ROH is not getting enough love like I do? Or I, is there or are or are they fine right now? I think ROH is fine right now, to okay. be honest, because when this Madison Square Garden show hits, that's where the attention is going to be drawn. From. That did sell out in like twenty minutes. That's when everybody's eyes will open up to ROH, and that's when the the big time growth is going to begin for that company. That's when they're going to go over the top. Yeah, so. and they've ran a lot of shows in New York over the years. Like that has been a hotbed for them. They've well, ran they, a lot of final battles. They were created as a means of filling that void that ECW left behind. But not being ECW. Not being ECW, but being something close to what ECW was. See, ECW had, the more, more focus was on hardcore because that's mostly what was done. Well, but obviously. if you talk to Paul Heyman or anybody else, they had a focus on the storytelling and the wrestling aspect of it and the respect aspect of it. Rather than focusing on the crowd and lighting the crowd exactly. and everything like that. Which, they, by the way, which... You know, I was going to say that ROH is heavily criticized often at times for their production values. I put that in quotation marks because yeah. JR has uh, been critical of that. A lot of people have uh, been critical of that. And yes, I admit there were at times where their production was terrible. But I mean, that's because that's all the money that they had. Here's my thing. At least they were on TV, you know. So well, here's but, the other thing. Some of the most memorable spots in classic wrestling in the 70s and 80s took place under two fucking dim lights at a dimly Blair, lit arena. Steve-o. Yeah. Dimly lit arena. No real good production value. Uh, Ric Flair and Steamboat have one of the greatest matches of all time in a one lit arena. Yep. So... To hell with your production value. Most of us only care about. What I don't happens care in the ring. about. I'm. 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 I'm actually going to have to be uh, like your boy Jim Cornette. I don't give a fuck about the crowd. Like the WWE does all of that. Oh, looking at the crowd going nuts every time something happens, getting the reaction. I'm just like, oh my god, dude. Like that's just. It doesn't even look real. No. Nobody gives a fuck about the fucking production value. They only care about the product in the fucking ring. Hey, there he is. Yeah, Hello. Jim Cornette here. What's up, Stovall? Fuck you, Dickens. How's it going? Keep your man? mouth shut. I'm doing fine. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you, yeah, I, just, I said shut the fuck up, Dickens. You don't know nothing about professional fucking wrestling. You're sitting there talking about having wrestling matches under the fucking sun. Are you an idiot? The only time we ever did that was in a fucking baseball stadium. That was for the Great American fucking Bash, you moron. God, where the fuck did you get this guy? I, 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 it's, it's, it's TMB Studios. Yeah, like, Shut man. the fuck up. Teach my touch my ass or whatever. Get the fuck over there and let me talk for a minute. Dickless. But, God. But, Jim, you, you, you said in a, 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 a interview one time that... Uh, 
You know, who who the fuck cares about the the crowd? You know, and and they're, they're, they're like you can hear the crowd and you can see the crowd when they move as one. Even it doesn't matter what lighting there is, you can exactly. tell when the crowd is going nuts. That's the like thing that. is you let the fucking wrestlers in the ring tell the story, perform for you, and let the crowd reaction come around. That that's your focal point is what's going on inside the ring with the talents that are in the ring. Not the lighting, not the pyro fucking techniques, not the guy sitting with the sign that says, Hi, I was here last week, film me, bitch. No, nobody gives a shit about that. We only care about the product in the ring, the professional wrestling in the ring, not this sports entertainment bullshit that the McMahon's shoving down everybody's throats. Shut the fuck up, dickens, you like wrestling too, but you hate the fucking fact that I'm right and you like sports entertainment even more. So shut the fuck up. You're not like Stovall. He likes professional wrestling. You like sucking people's ass. I I didn't mean to say that on your program, but damn it, I'm right. Am I right? I no comment on that. Okay. If if Vince McMahon was walking the door right now and drop his drawers, Dickless here would be down on his fucking knees, sucking off, trying to get an NXT or something. That is a horrible thought. But yes, I could see him doing that. Then we'll watch Antron Brewer beat the fuck out of him because he has nothing to do with professional wrestling. Antron would beat the fuck out of him, yes. That's what I, I will say Antron will beat the I said shut the fuck up, dick inside. Nobody wants to hear you talk while I'm here. Are we done? Yeah, yeah, we're we're we're, I, I'm, we're, I'm, we're, I, we're I just wanted to say that because it's fucking ridiculous and I can't specify that enough that professional wrestling needs to focus more on the in ring product and not the fucking crowd, not the fucking pyrotechnics, not the McMahons, not what's going on backstage. Fuck Brock Lesnar well, and all that shit. Nobody gives a damn. Well, I, I was going to say, uh, Jim, that uh, if, if you think about it, ROH does that. They do do that. That's why I went there. But but then why do they get criticized for their production? I don't know. Why the fuck did I get criticized for fucking falling off a scaffold? Why did WCW get criticized when they were doing so well back in the fucking 80s and we were... Basically, the going toe-to-toe with man who had fucking child gimmicks, say your prayers, take your vitamins, drink your milk, while Ric Flair was styling and profiling and wooing all over the place and making women faint. <laughs> this is very true. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go on. I'm with getting out of here. Fuck you, dickens. Oh. I'll be, I'll see you later, so I'll later, get out of here. And shut up, dickens. Nobody likes you. Make sure that door's locked. Yeah, Chris. I, I mean, I mean, you you let him in. Uh, no, I didn't let him in. Well, he well he busted through. Dude, I think How he's been he waiting. Through? I think he's been waiting. All lying right. in wait. I don't know. Does he lie in wait? Out there? I think he does lie in wait. That is a scary like this is a Dairy Queen or something. That is a scary ass thought if you think about it. I don't have cheeseburgers yeah. for him. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> after all of that silly, yeah. again, you know, I just, I, 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 because I would just like to say this, right, and, and, and then I'll move on from the production thing, but I saw them at Center Stage in Atlanta, right? You and, in. <laughs> and here's the thing, I, there was nothing wrong with their production value no. to me. And, and there was a strict, like, I noticed that the whole night, I was like, wow, ROH truly is like a wrestling product because every entertaining thing that happened that night, with the exception of two talking promos, two of, well, three technically, I guess. I don't know. There, it was either two or three. 
That was it the whole night, though. That yeah. was it. That was it. All of the entertaining stuff happened in the ring. Yeah, exactly. That's the way it should be. Well. Regardless yeah. of how much well, Mr. Corny thinks that I don't, you know, pay attention to the wrestling part. Well, you, you, shut you, up. You two have issues. Shut up. Yeah. No, it's you, like a father-son thing. That is... That's scary. Okay, okay. I'm just, yeah, I'm going to move on and let's... And <laughs> go let's, over the card for the 17th the, the anniversary show. Yes, I will. I will. I will go over the card because here's the my thing. Their main event, right? We talked about WWE's main event for Fastlane and really what the hell is it? And But we know what ROH's main event is going to be and it is going to be, this is one I am actually looking forward to, Jay Lethal, the ROH world champion and taking on... The self-proclaimed ROH world champion, Matt Taven. Which is going to be a great match because let's just face facts. Jay Lethal has come into his own over the course of the past few years. Oh, God, yes. He, he, he's a great champion and he's a great representative of what Ring of Honor is. He actually is, I think, officially the longest reigning ROH champion yeah. in history. I think, or it, I don't know if it's a world champion or if it's the television. I know it's the television champion. He does hold that. He held that thing yeah. for like a year straight. <clears throat> it was crazy. But, yeah, dude, here's my question, though, to you, right? Mm -hmm. Before we go on, do you think, like, like I mean, because, you know, you've got the Garden coming up and you've got all of these, probably these major big plans for ROH. Do you think Jay Lethal's the guy to put it on? You know, I honestly do believe that Jay Lethal can take that weight and then some and carry it across multiple fucking fields for Ring of Honor. Well, he's doing that. He's been doing it, and it's been drawing attention to Ring of Honor more and more over the course of the past few years. As soon as he left Impact Wrestling and TNA, uh, and eyes went to where did Jay Lethal go? Because he was a prominent figure in TNA. He was, and, he was a more prominent figure than they realized. Exactly. So when he left, and all of a sudden he pops up in Ring of Honor, everybody goes, oh, holy shit, let me turn over here. And then on top of that, when AJ Styles left, he popped up in Ring of Honor. And they did fight. And then they fought. And that drew attention to fucking Ring of Honor. Oh, it did, and because that was AJ's last match. Exactly. So it was great. So I think that Jay Lethal is more than capable of right. carrying Ring of Honor into the garden and into the future. And well, the because that's the uh, that's the theme of this matchup. Well, there's several themes, but here's here's the thing. Well, I'll go into that actually in a minute. Here, um, but the theme of it is is who's going to headline the garden? Like, yeah. like that's what's at stake here. Who's going to headline the garden and as well be the ROH World Champion? Right. And here's the thing. Alright, here's why I, I love ROH too. Wanna know why this main event to me is more looked forward to than anything on Fastlane? Mm. Because it is simple! Yeah. It is a simple storyline. And actually, it's almost creative in, in ways. I mean, it's been done before, but still, it's a simple storyline. Jay Lethal won back the ROH World Champion. He beat Dalton Castle. Mm -hmm. Matt Taven pinned Dalton Castle while he was ROH champion, but he was not world champion because he never got to change or he never got to challenge him because he got injured yeah. and everything like that. Then he comes back and he's like, "No, nope, I'm the self, I'm the real world champion because I beat the champion before you did." So he carries a fake belt, and Jay Lethal is like. 
that is disrespectful to everything that this belt holds and everything like that. And putting focus on the titles, which yep. is what they're battling for. They're battling for titles and they're battling for respect. Exactly. Simple geom- geometry for wrestling. But yet with, with, with like WWE and even Impact Wrestling a lot of the times, we gotta convolute it with all of this extra shit. Yeah. And it's like, no, just, just I'm battling it. for your soul or I'm, I'm battling because you hurt my feelings or it's just stupid shit. Or I'm battling because you interrupted me during a song. Yeah. <laughs> Some shit like that. Well, my know, name's Elitis. Yeah, I'm, 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 again, I'm not gonna, Get into them, but I'm just saying this storyline. It's simple, it's easy to follow, and it's it's been good. And I am very much looking forward to it because it's going to be it's that type of title match where it's like, okay, these two are just going to fight. It's straight wrestling 101. Exactly, it's going to be good. Matt Taven versus Jay Lethal. I encourage everyone to find it on your cable system. Um, find it on well, you know, your pay per view cable system. Fight, you can also get it now. They have made a deal now, right? Mm-hmm. You can watch it on Fight, but you can also be an Honor Club member and watch it live now. Yep, which is what Stovall's going to be doing. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we'll be doing it. <clears throat> that's not the only thing you're going to get. That match is going to be amazing, I'm telling you. And we will cover it in detail uh, here, yep. which that will actually happen, you know, th- th- that's happening this coming Sunday, right? Yeah. Or Friday, actually, I believe. It's the 15th. I know that. Okay, that'll be so, Friday. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, ROH is different in, in that aspect. They like to do their pay-per-views on a Friday. So it'll be covered next week when we also cover the parts of Fastlane, but... We're probably covering Ring of Honor. Oh, I'm probably detail. covering this more, more than likely, yeah. because not only do we get that, dude, oh, dude, we've got a couple of other matches that I found out about that I didn't realize were on here. Uh, we have got, right, the debuting Roosh. Well, actually, I think he's debuted in ROH already, yeah. but Roosh, right? There's been a lot of talks about Roosh, mm-hmm. which is Rush, you know, how yeah. it's spelled, but it's Roosh. And he's going to be taking on, are you ready for this? Bandito. Wow. Band fucking Dito versus Roosh. That's going to be huge. Oh, dear God. It's going to be, that's going to be Lucha Libre 101 mixed with American. Like, it's it's going to be. If if I channeled my inner Jim Cornette, that's a fucking spot fest. If you really want to bring him back in, I, that, I hope he in. didn't hear any he of that. He sometimes, that. he has like he has crocodile. Like super doll bat hearing. <laughs> yeah. He's Some, a fucking Batman of professional wrestling. Yeah, he really he's is. Got, he's got a whole computer and fucking, uh, cornet, uh, cornet belt. <laughs> Pulls tennis rackets and shit out of sequin tops. Well, well, anyways, but Roosh versus Bandito, dude, that's gonna be amazing. I don't care. I don't care what anyone says. Like, that's just, that's just going to be amazing. Yeah. But then, dude, this is a matchup that I didn't realize was happening, but I am so excited to see. So it's going to be the ROH Tag Team Champions, the Briscoes, taking right. on the team of representing Villain Enterprises. Not Marty Scroll in there. No, but of course. But Villain Enterprises, Brody King, and fucking PCO. Does that wow. match just not scream entertainment? That, that that's entertainment 
boxed up, wrapped up, shipped to your home, ready for you to enjoy. That's going to be an amazing match. God. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to buy an Honor Club membership. I'm telling you! I'm just going to steal yours. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to do like every other wrestling fan. Hey, can I get your WWE Network sign? <laughs> no, which is why they're not subscriptions are down. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm serious, everyone. Yeah. You, you need to go. And there's going to be a bunch more. I know I'm probably leaving off some, but, you know, it's hard to follow um, all of it. But, yeah, dude, this is why I want to start following ROH more because, again, I thought, especially when I went to that center stage show in Atlanta, like, I thought there's no Bucks and there's no Cody. Like, and there's, yeah. no, there's, there's no Adam Page even, like Hangman Page. There was none of that. So I'm sitting there going, man, like, I, I don't know if this is going to be good. I don't know if anyone's going to get into this or anything like that. And, dude, that was just one of the best shows I've ever oh, yeah. seen in my life. And it was a taping. Like, they taped four episodes, but it didn't feel like that. It didn't even feel like a TV taping. It just felt like you were just watching a wrestling product. Yep. Like, it was just so refreshing. Well, see, that's the, that's the thing with Ring of Honor is that, yeah, they've lost their big stars multiple times through the years. This Kevin very Steve, true. El Generico, uh, fucking, uh, you know, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryanson. They've lost them through the years, and they become top stars somewhere else. But they always bounce back, and they make more stars. I think that's the biggest thing about Ring of Honor is they're never going to lose their, their star power because they're constantly making new stars. Yeah, they're constantly making them. And I, and I was going to say, like, people like, well, you lose your stars and, and shit like that. But it, that's not always a bad thing because, in a way, that when, you know, they were becoming famous in WWE, like, like when Brian was on that role and everything mm -hmm. like that. People, you know, other fans who had never heard of ROH were like, how'd he get this big on the independents? Like, where was he, where did he do it? And it was ROH. And like, so they mentioned them, and that's when people go, well, wait a minute, ROH made Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, like, they were made before they went CM to Punk. WWE. So, I mean, even CM Punk drew attention to him in his little, uh, fourth wall pipe bomb. Yeah, exactly. You know. But, I'm just saying, like, like, you know, like, I think, not all the time that's a bad thing that their stars go there because then everybody, especially even workers, like wrestlers, like, you know, they hear that and they're like, well, cut my teeth there. Huh. Exactly. I get noticed <laughs> or I get famous <laughs> or in this case, first of all, I don't know why everyone isn't flocking to go to ROH right now because I'm like, you have a chance to go wrestle in the garden and it's not under WWE's banner. Mm-hmm. Like, when are you ever going to be able to say that? Yep, you'll never be able to say that. So, I'm just saying, like, ROH has got some big things probably in the works. I'm hoping. I can't wait for it. Um, and this this Sunday, right? Or no, I'm sorry. I keep wanting to say Sunday. It's so easy to say it. But Friday, this Friday, March 15th, check out ROH live on pay-per-view. The main event, Jay Lethal versus Matt Taven for the ROH World Championship. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be watching it. I don't care. Yep. And we will cover it all right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. We're going to cover it detail for detail because I will watch that pay-per-view detail for detail. Oh, yeah, he will. Um, when it airs and everything like that. And then in other news, of course, you know, we we mentioned AEW. Well, 
When is news not breaking yeah. about AEW? Well, so every every week we're seeing something new with AEW. But, you know, we're talking about, you know, I think even people not renewing their contracts and stuff like that. But, yeah. well, there's been a lot of talk, and he has even stated this on his podcast, good old JR is not renewing his Legends contract that he has with WWE, right? He has a Legends contract. He has a Legends contract with WWE. So he has that type of contract. He's not renewing it, apparently, because he wants to go and work uh, somewhere one more. And uh, a lot of people believe that that is AEW. It could very well be. Uh, return to roots, so to speak, for Jim Ross. Yes, um, um, th- there's been a lot of reports that, it, like, and it's really heavily speculated right now that he's going to sign, and I can definitely see it. Yeah, well, I mean, he made the statement clear that, you know, the best decision he ever made was going and working for McMahon. Absolutely. Um, but he also stated that he wants to commentate, and that yes. there is places he knows he can get work at, which... Uh, let's just face facts. When he was working in, when, when he was working in WCW at the time, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know Jim Hurd, a couple other people were in charge, but mostly half the time they were Dusty Rose. Well, yeah, you know obviously. he was like he was the Booker and everything. So it's almost like a return to form if he does go because he'll be working right under Cody and uh, the Bucks and a lot of wrestling talent. Plus, they'll utilize him. As a talent relations person, because he has that skill. Oh, baby, baby, Cody, Cody, you're about to put on this, this, this big, huge, huge event, Daddy. Oh, I'm so proud of you, my boy. Like, I'm serious. I believe Dusty is literally saying that. Like, like, oh man, you about to take on the big giant. You about to, you sold out. You sold out. You got the concept of the big event, baby. That's what I've been trying to tell you this whole time. And I want you, I want you to go out there, Cody. And then, and when you, and when you are out there in front of ten thousand people, and you sell out all of that, and you make this thing a reality, I want you to get on that TV deal, and I want you to get on there and say, "Fuck the revival!" <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I had oh, to. I couldn't great. do it. I just, I, I Why couldn't do you it. Why do I want to see that happening? You uh, said, Cody you said Rose, the you're the road. new AEW. The revival. Because he said that after he won the ROH World Title. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and say it. One, two, three. Fuck the revival. That's not what we practiced. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, JR, I'm going to. Pretty much say he'll probably be calling double or nothing oh, yeah. or something. I got a I got a strong feeling that's where he's heading, and yeah. that's a good thing, obviously. You know, so but yeah, uh, more news is going to be breaking. And I did that code, or I did that dusty impersonation actually to to bring up this point. Cody actually put out uh, in a, in a recent interview that uh, that yes, he was actually looking at some stadiums. For AEW, like eventually, and he go, but he did, you know, state clearly that he's like, we gotta walk before we can run. We know that, but you know, he, he was just, he was just looking, he was just scouting. He was like, he was like, mm-hmm. he was like, I was just, I was just getting ideas and everything like that. But he's like, that's not gonna happen anytime soon. We know that, like, yeah. So, so. I'm, I'm looking forward to the double or nothing event. I'm oh, looking forward to more news. news. I'm looking forward to more news break. Uh, uh, when it comes to AEW and see what stars go there and who doesn't, 
and yeah. what they're going to have in store and what is going to be different about their brand of professional wrestling. Than anybody else. Exactly. Are they going to bring the Japan style over to us? Are they going to switch it up and have this whole brand new style of professional wrestling showcased? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, you know, it's the same question for the Madison Square Garden event for ROH. You know, like like they talk about it's, it's going to be this groundbreaking event. Well, now you get, I mean, here's the thing. They got over that hurdle of selling it out. Yep. Now the problem is, is oh shit! What are we now doing? the hype machine is on mm-hmm. us. So now they gotta, you know, work through all that. And and Cody and, and them have been talking about the challenges and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So they're already, I mean, you know, they, they already got met when it comes to copyright and trademarks that they had to word things differently. Yeah. Uh, and, and then everything that goes Just with running stupid. a promotion. Uh, and they're probably getting, you know, of course they've got WWE who every time somebody flags out into a show with an AEW shirt, they right. get told to take it off. Oh my god, that That's is just the most stupid. ridiculous thing. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see what happens and everything yep. like that. But, uh, you know, with the AEW success, you know, happening, the ROH, you know, that's getting bigger and bigger, and New Japan keeps growing, and Impact Wrestling's even, you know, growing and everything like that. You know, the one thing that I think has been missing from this equation is Hollywood. Yeah. You know, that's when you really know that wrestling is popular. Well, here's the thing. I have been, uh, I've, I've had to cover T- or, uh, TMZ because, I almost said TNA, TMZ, uh, because, you know, I work for Fox. So I've, I've had to cover that show. And I noticed things on, uh, start that segment over. Because I don't know how long he was doing that. Oh, okay. Uh, start. Oh, 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 okay. Hang on, I'm sorry. Pause it for a minute. Just pause it. And you know, we talk about all of this success that ROH is having right now. You know, AEW is constantly in news, being covered by ESPN and everything like that. And, and you know, all of the success of, of these wrestling promotions will... There's also other people that have taken notice of this, and that's TMZ and other uh, celebrity, you know, yeah. columns or, or, or gossip stuff and yeah. everything like that. Because, you know, I work for Fox and everything, so I have to cover TMZ mm-hmm. a lot of the times. So I noticed this. Uh, they did on Ric Flair's birthday, they interviewed Ric Flair, yeah. right? And you might be thinking, well, it's Ric Flair. Why wouldn't you interview him on his birthday and shit like that? Well, because Harvey, um, Harvey Levin, who is the owner of TMZ and everything like that, he looked at Ric Flair and was just like, I'm so excited to talk to you. I've never talking or I've never spoken with you before and everything like that. So I'm sitting there going, this is the first time ever, like, Wow, that's insane. And then they recently had Paige on uh, TMZ, you know? They yeah. uh, they had her promoting Fighting With My Family, which is getting rave reviews. Yeah. 
Like Big time I'm, reviews. Like it, it's it's really popular. It was the number one movie actually yeah. at uh, one point, wasn't it? Yeah, it like was. this past weekend or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it blew everything out of the water. Of course, Captain Marvel comes out. You know, all so Marvel it, movies blow wrestling so out of the water. Well, that's going to blow any but movie no, out of the water. It doesn't matter what you are. So you know it, that that. But even wrestlers are in the Marvel movies. Well, fucking Batista was in the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers movies. This is very true. So, oh, oh, and uh, TMZ covered the baseball bat incident in Impact Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with, uh, Sam and Callahan. What's that? Sam and Callahan with his merch. Merch. <laughs> you got merch. <laughs> like, show TMZ merch. If you ever, if, if you want to know what I'm talking about, go and watch Chris Jericho's podcast with oh, him God. on it. Because the way he said, the way he just talks, like, it just the dude smokes too many cigarettes or some <laughs> shit. Like, I don't know, but. Uh, How you doing on your kid? I got a lot of merch. <laughs> Between merch, <laughs> that's literally how he's like. No, merch wait a minute. Bookings. Oh, Chris, damn it, Chris, you made me do it. What? So you know what? Sammy Callahan ain't coming to to WrestleCon, <laughs> but Jeremiah Crane is. <laughs> See at WrestleCon, you punk ass bitch. Oh, I haven't heard that. Oh man. <laughs> Not, not since the fucking, not since the fucking live stream with fucking Lucha on the ground. I just thought of it. I was like, I was like, wait a minute. I remember that shit. But, but I'm just saying, like TMZ now, you know, thing that covers covering, celebrities. They're covering wrestling. Yeah, they're they're covering and, wrestling like it's hot again. Mm-hmm. And then the news broke recently of. A new biopic that's going to be being filmed. Oh my god, how could I forget about that? I was just about to come to that, actually. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, oh my god. So it was broken this past week. And it wasn't just broken on wrestling websites. Which is why when I heard about it, I thought... Yeah, that's no, no one's doing that. This is pure speculation and shit. But then TMC dish fucking like all of the talk shows, even Wendy Williams show fucking covered it. Like it every, broke everywhere. it broke everywhere that a biopic of none other than brother. <laughs> say your prayers, say your vitamins, and drink your milk. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something, Chris Dickens. You can sit there and shut the fuck up right now because no one cares about you. But I want all of you to take your say, say your prayers and take your vitamins. But Chris, I want you to say your prayers because I'm dropping you with a leg drop. There's some shit. Right. What you gonna do, Chris Dickens? Okay. Anyways. What you gonna do when Snowball Mania runs wild all over you? That's terrible. (laughs) Right? I do not want Snowball Mania running over me. Yeah, clearly I'm not being picked to play uh, Hulk Hogan, but the guy that they did get to pick it, oh my god, they got... Are you ready for this one, Chris? I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. They got fucking four. Chris... (laughs) Fucking Hemsworth is going to play Hulk fucking Hogan. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, actually that is good casting, but I'm just sitting here thinking about 
He wouldn't. He wouldn't have twenty-four inch pie. The twenty-four inch hammer. No, dude. no, no. See, that's not true. I mean, he's pretty he's built. Got, he's pretty built. Four, and I'm pretty sure that you know. I'm sure they might edit it a little bit, but me, but but they. But I mean, he'll get up there, dude. Like he'll he'll get pretty big. I guarantee you, like. Yeah, like that motherfucker's. I mean, I mean, he's already massed. Like, like he looks like a brick house already, you know. So, but wow, think of that. Like, he's gonna play Hulk Hogan. Yep. That should show you because here's here's the thing. Like, it's kind of like the ROH situation. Like, like, like here we have this test movie with fighting with my family, which is produced by The Rock. And it's his production company Seven Buck Productions. Yeah, and they're making massive money off this damn thing. Yeah, he's right no now. longer just got seven bucks in his pocket. Let's just put it like that. Uh, well. Like he ever really did. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, like, let's be honest. The reason I call it Seven Butt Productions. And is he's only, and he, he above anyone else, above, above, like any action star, above Schwarzenegger, above Stallone, above anybody, he is named as the, like the hottest celebrity right now. Not, not yeah. hot in terms of that, but, but named as the biggest celebrity in the world. Like he's one of them. Yeah, he is. He's like, he's the huge. most followed on Twitter. Or something like that. He's the most followed on on, on and this and that. And he always finds time for the fans. Absolutely. He fucking shook the guy's hand in the middle of traffic and tweeted the shit. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I, I'll admit that. By the way, Rock, thanks for answering my call about coming and eating at the Cracker Barrel. Well, you were <laughs> filming fucking uh, Rampage in Atlanta. You're right <laughs> down the yeah. road. But when you come to Augusta, stop on the one right there in fucking Bel Air. I'll give you free lunch and dinner. All I ask for is a pick. Oh, my God. You can lay the smack down for all I care. You'd make everybody in the CSR happy because you could drop the people's elbow and rock bottom me right in the middle of the parking lot. And it'd be the most over thing here in professional wrestling in the CSRA. Oh, God. I would draw more attention to you and your movies than <laughs> anybody else could ever do. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> I got Stonewall to agree. I'm the fucking champion now. Sure, right? Woo! Anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say after that, to be quite honest. <laughs> oh, God. But, but, but getting back, though, to this, so, so, Paige's movie does great. Well, well, Fighting With My Family does great. So now, Hollywood's turning to wrestling. Yep. And, and, and we're not just turning to wrestling. We're going after the biggest one of all time. Yes, you know, people can say, this person was the greatest in the ring. This person was the greatest worker and everything. No, hands <laughs> down, the biggest superstar in history is Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But people can make the argument for Stone Cold, and I make that as well. Hogan but did it Hogan first. Hogan did it first. He was the reason Vince McMahon got rich. Yep. And, and, and that's the face fact. We, we can have arguments all day long. Well, Ric Flair is a bigger name than Hogan. Ric Flair was a big name in professional wrestling when it was looked at as a but sport. mainstream in media. When it come to mainstream media, Hulk Hogan. Knew. Hulk Hogan was and a household listen, name. And you know what? You know something? You listen to a lot of those guys, like even Daniel Bryan, the Young Bucks. Like, the Young Bucks, 
who who are regarded as top wrestlers and everything like that. Guess who their favorite wrestler of all time, and they'll tell you is their famous wrestler of all time, and is the reason they got into wrestling is Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. So I mean, you can say what one you want way, to about shape, the guy. or form. Somehow, some way, Hogan influenced every single person in the wrestling business. Whether it had been when he was in the AWA, whether it had been they saw his ass in Rocky Three and followed him over to WWF, Absolutely. or they saw him body slam Andre the Giant, or they that saw was an amazing moment, or they saw him leg drop fucking Sting and Randy Savage. A bash at the beach '96 to change the and landscape that, of professional exactly. wrestling. He not only changed the landscape once, he did it twice. twice. He did it. I mean, you could say what you want to about the NWO, and you could say what you want to about WCW. But the reason the NWO took off was because he was the third man. Yep. If there would have been anybody else, it would have been anybody well, originally else. Originally, it was supposed to be Sting and everything. And I'll yep. go into that on yeah, another we'll go, day. Yeah, that's another day. Week. But the point is, though, is that they are making a biopic. Of him, that is huge. So mm-hmm. you know, Freddie Mercury just got one in Queen. Props to uh, Remy Malik for and that, that was one. Huge. Or Rami Malik. Oh my God, it was amazing. He just definitely deserved Best Actor. Mm-hmm. So Chris Hemsworth is going to play Hulk Hogan, which is great. Now here's my question: <laughs> Who do we get to play Macho Man Randy Savage, Ultimate Warrior, Sergeant Slaughter, Ric Flair? Uh, Undertaker, I'm assuming, maybe, I don't know, they might, they might not get to that part, but Andre the Giant? Well, you can get Big Show to play Andre the Giant. Probably, yeah, more Man, than likely. What's the qualifications for that? Being able to breathe, talk, fart, and drink. <laughs> he can do all that. Oh, crush you with my bare hands. <laughs> to challenge you at the and WrestleMania. And again. Yeah, and obviously, and he already sounds like Andre. So, yep, so all he's got, all he's got to do is get the accent down, which really I think he could do. Yeah, I so, think he could handle it just fine. I mean, yeah. he was betraying Andre's son at WCW for Christ's sake. That they killed. Yeah, that they killed. <laughs> he got killed. The whole fucking roof. I'm not even getting into that. I'm gonna save that for one day. Yeah. But yeah, uh, this just just show you the. This should show you though the kind of waves now that wrestling is making. It's it's not much. They're not covering it much in the mainstream media, but they're really starting to look. For, mm-hmm. And remember, this news with Chris Hemsworth playing Hulk Hogan, man, it broke everywhere. I mean, everywhere, and I can't wait. To, they, to like when Endgame comes out this year in Marvel and they have the interviews and stuff like that and somewhere, somewhere like someone's going to ask him about playing Hulk Hogan. I'm going to be like listening to all that shit because I, dude, I, you know, you might actually have to get into like, uh, what do they call it? The character acting. Oh, um, dude, I'm just seriously sitting here thinking about Hemsworth doing an interview with somebody who goes, well, how did it feel to play? How's it feel to be playing Hulk Hogan? All of a sudden he just pops off. And says, well, let me tell you something. This is how it was playing Hulk Hogan, man. I had to read my prayers and say my vitamins and stuff, or say my prayers and take my vitamins and everything. Yeah, I, I, I can see that he, 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 He'll just come up there. He's like, looks away from the camera and turns and goes, well, let me tell you something, Gino. <laughs> Playing Hulk Hogan, get, brother, was the greatest thing play, ever, dude. dude. Who are they going to get to play Gino and, or, or oh, you God. know, Gene Oakland and everything? Because he's going to be a major part in this Oh, movie. yeah, of and course. If, they, if he's not, then someone does not Danny know DeVito. their facts. <laughs> By the way, I would just like to state now, 
Hollywood, you always take a risk with comic book movies because you know comic book movies will tear and, and just rip apart movies if it's at all inaccurate, which is what they've done with the DC. And they do it to the Marvel movies as well at times like mm-hmm. that. But I'm sitting here going, I'm like, oh, you think they're bad. Just fuck up this movie. <laughs> fuck this movie. And see what happens. I, I pray to God that, you know, at least give it to fucking Rock. Give it to Dwayne and let Seven Buck Productions actually take they already the have role. a um, director and somebody. Well, I'm I just saying already. you need somebody who's involved with the wrestling business, and they have a big handle. director doing it too, a good director. I don't give a shit. It's got to be somebody who's handling the fucking wrestling business. Don't even let Hulk Hogan be involved with telling his own story, because Hulk Hogan would be like, "I was in a spaceship, brother." And, <laughs> We were on the moon, dude, and I'll, I just dropped the elbow on Andre. I, no, 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 no. Leg drops, dude. No, well, no, that's no, what no. I meant. No, 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 brother. Here, here, here's how it happened, okay? <laughs> I won the title that night, all right? But I, I didn't tell him to give me the belt. It, it just kind of fell on me. <laughs> some shit. I don't know, but, dude, I th- this could be the greatest movie yeah. of all time. Either way, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it, but no date announced. Obviously, it's no, just in talks. It's in pre-production, but it definitely is happening. There's no there's no way around it because they broke it literally everywhere. So yeah, it's happening. Obviously, um, question is though, is it going to be rated R? Is it going to be PG thirteen? It's got to be one of those two. It can't be PG. It can't be rated R because I mean the only other way is really rated, it rated, rated R. You, you, you can't be. Have you? Oh, you've been, rated we, R. We've all been in where. Well, we have at least. I have we a, have been in wrestling locker rooms. We have. So there ain't no way in hell you can portray a wrestling locker room without every cuss word in the book. This is true. Like, I'm just, everyone. It doesn't even matter if you're, like, the most Christian person in the world. You still cuss in the locker room. This is true. So. This is true. I, well, just, that would that would negate PG-13. Rated R would be, like, nude scenes and sexual conduct. Which, which uh, that uh, actually brings up a point. They'll probably, who's going to get, who are they going to get to play his wife? Who are they going to get to play his daughter? Who's going to play Nick? Who's I'll play with his daughter. This? Oh, oh my never mind. God. <laughs> I'm See, it's no Tessa Blanchard, but... I'm going to kill you. you kill me. Oh, so Joe's going to kill you. Anyway, Joe's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. can't even do anything on WWE Joe program. going to kill you. Okay. Wait. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, God, yeah, dude, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Yes, yes. that is a t-shirt. <laughs> He's gonna have merch. Um, between merch, between merch and podcast books, wrestling program, but I have a lot of money. But again, I I I can't wait to see what all is gonna unfold because you know, literally, I feel like we're gonna know the movie before it even starts. Yeah, we're all gonna be sitting there talking about, oh, well, this is the part where he slams Andre. Well, he slammed Andre. Wait, what the fuck? That didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Wait a minute. There wasn't a boob. There wasn't boobs in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> Who's flashing their titties during WrestleMania three? Let me rewind this tape. That guy didn't have his hair combed straight. <laughs> he didn't have it spiked up. Fucking Vince McMahon didn't call that match. <laughs> Who's going to play Vince? 
Not Vince! That would, I'm actually wondering that myself. Who is going to play Vince? <laughs> actually, you want to know, honest to God, who I would say? Hmm. Liam Neeson. <laughs> Seriously, oh, think about okay. it. They could look like it. He kind of looks you. like it. <laughs> we will book it this way. <laughs> I don't know oh. about the fans. I don't know about wrestling. I do know one thing. My father had more experience than I did. <laughs> And what I acquired from him was a very certain set of skills that required me to to feed off the success of others. That's why I'm booking you, Hogan. I will find you, and I will book you. (laughs) That's fucking terrible. Oh, we're going to hell. Oh, God. We're going to hell. I'm serious though. Think about it though. Just, just, just. He could do it. He could do it. He He could do it. I believe he could. He could get the. He could do it. He could no. look like him. No, you know the fucking dude in Spider Man that played the Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe. Oh William my Dafoe. god, that would be amazing. Perfect, Vince McMahon, because he's such a fucking great method actor. Oh yes, he is, dude. He should have been the Joker a long he time ago. He should have been the Joker. Podcast yeah, that's another entirety, podcast. That's another podcast. Save that for chill vibes. Or, yeah, or, or save that for superhero homies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love you, James. Anyways, but, yeah, um, I'm just saying, like, I'm very excited to see what, what this is going to be because I, 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 I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to it. But, that is it for the fence and all of that kind of stuff. We went over a lot on that. Oh, we yeah. will see you, though, on the other side. We'll be right back and we're going to cover some indie. That's right. We're going to do, well, indie, but it's going to be local. That's right. We're going to talk about some local promotions here in the CSRA and stuff like that. And that'll be on the other side. We'll see you when we come back. It's the Stovall Wrestling Network. Hey, Chris, I want to take the time to talk to you a minute, my man, because I know that you love to watch interviews of professional wrestling any way that you can. You love to find out the stories as well as I do. So I want to tell you about two really cool guys I know. Their guys are Nate Pritchard and Joseph Brown, and they have a podcast called Suplex and Microphones. Really good. Do they interview a lot of the local guys? They do, and they not only interview a lot of the local guys, they interview a lot of the Southeast guys as well. If you're in the Southeast, check these guys out. They've interviewed such stars as the working team captain Owen Knight, the revolutionary Darius Lockhart, Ethan Case, Billy Brash, Savannah Evans, Raphael King, Chris May, you name it. Yeah, these are the top... Names in the CSRA and in the Southeastern Wrestling. I mean, and getting big all around the country. All around the country, and I've seen their t-shirts all over the place. So they got to be big. So yeah, where can man. I find them? Well, you can find them on a lot of their social media sites, such as Facebook slash Suplex Mics. You can find them on their YouTube channel, at Suplex Mics. And you can find them on Instagram and Twitter, at Suplex Mics. Dude, man, telling you, they get some of the good scoop 
on these wrestlers. Well, I'm definitely going to check them out. Thank you for introducing me to it. And I hope everybody that's listening checks them out as well. Can you give them that name again? It is Suplex and Microphones. Oh, and by the way, if you're a professional wrestler in the CSRA or in the Southeast, you might could talk to them about getting a little bit of sponsorship. They just sponsored the revolutionary Darius Lockhart. It's their very first sponsor, and then they just got such ones as the working team captain, Owen Knight, and Kevin Ray, who is the longest Soda City champion. So, if you're a performer in this business, you want to hit these guys up. And if you're just a fan in general, you want to hit them up regardless. They are suplex and microphones. Check them out now. You are currently listening to the world premiere of the Snowball Wrestling Network. Live on TMB Studios. Alright, we are back here, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what we covered? Uh, the, uh, the feds, you know, or the big top independent promotions and everything like that. The ones that you can find on TV, I guess you could say. Yeah. But, we're now gonna talk about one of my personal favorites, the one that I've really been looking forward to, and the one that everyone should really be checking out, and that is the independent local scene. That's right, the local scene here in Augusta, Georgia. And I can't think of a better one to start it off with than Viral Pro Wrestling. The one you're involved with, right? <laughs> yes, yes, in more ways than one I am, apparently. And, uh, yeah, uh, Viral Pro Wrestling, Chris, is just doing some amazing big things right now. They really are. I've been keeping an eye on the things that's been going on, even though I'm not there. You know, it could be, but <laughs> things happen. I gotta run a fucking podcasting network. Anyway, but, yeah, things have been going pretty big for Viral Pro lately, even debuting on Fox 54 recently with a, a special host, I think it is. <laughs> no, we, 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 we don't know who that guy is no. at all, do we? <laughs> he doesn't run Snowball Wrestling Network. No. Uh, yes, um, I, I'm, I'm hosting uh, the, the brand new uh, TV show. Uh, for Viral Pro Wrestling on Fox 54. It's called Toxic, and we bring you the best of Viral Pro Wrestling. So, you know, you might see a matchup from from our first year that we were in existence or our second year or anything like that. Um, but uh, we're about to we're about to be cranking out some big matches and stuff like that. It's going to be good. We've already had uh, uh, a few episodes now. I think we're up to our third episode now or our fourth that's going to be coming up, I think, this coming Saturday. Saturday. Yep. And the response has been tremendous. Uh, I'm, 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 I've been very pleased and I've been very, uh, very surprised and very, just very, I, I guess, humbled uh, is, 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 the, is the right word, man. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I see a lot of the comments coming out from this show and a lot of people are praising your work. So congratulations. Good job right there. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I mean, I check mark to the box in your wrestling repertoire. Well, you know, I try. Hey, man, you know, like, uh, I, I'm just, I'm thankful for these opportunities that I get because they're ones that I've always wanted. Uh, but make no mistake, I have worked uh, pretty goddamn hard to get those opportunities. You know this. Yes, this so, is true. Very, very true. Uh, so, you know, I'm humbled, but I'm also, you know, I I don't know what the correct terminology is. But Grateful? 
well, grateful, like, like I'm grateful and humbled and everything like that, but I'm, you know, I'm also still hungry. You yeah. Know? Like, that, that's I'm, the I'm, word you're looking for. I'm, I'm, I'm not full yet. Still driven. Yeah. I'm still driven. I'm still hungry. You know, I'm not full yet. So, uh, but, uh, viral pro wrestling, obviously on toxic, uh, or, or, uh, has toxic on, um, Fox 54, right? Yep. So that's going to be every Saturday, technically Sunday at 1 a.m. Um, on Fox 54, set your DVRs. Cause I know a lot of y'all probably won't stay up that late. That's okay. Set it, set it on your DVRs. You can watch it the very next day or watch it anytime you want to. It is also going to be on a two week delay, but it will be up on YouTube as well. It'll be up on our YouTube, uh, YouTube slash Vital Pro Wrestling. Uh, check that out on YouTube. So if you miss them on TV or you know, or you forget to set your DVRs, you can find them on YouTube as well. Nice. So that's really cool. Uh, and, and we've had some really good, uh, matches so far. You know, we had, uh, we, we had, uh, the opening match from Infection 3 start off our, uh, start off Toxic with Tracer X and Very Morales. A very nice. good matchup. We had, TJ Boss versus Jacoby Boykins. We've had Chip Day versus Darius Lockhart. We oh, wow. had Chip Day versus Owen Knight. Oh, even better. Oh yeah. <laughs> so just some, just some great matches so far and there's still more to come. We still haven't even gotten to all of the good ones yet. And, and you know, viral just keeps growing and growing and you're going to see that on Toxic. So check that out. Fox 54 every Saturday night at 1 a.m. And also if you are, uh, if you would like to check it out, live go to thompson georgia that's right join us april 13th that's right april 13th live in thompson georgia at the sweetwater gymnasium viral pro wrestling will present survival and chris that's going to be an amazing show and it's going to be a big show but we're going to get into that in just a minute as to why it's going to be a big show but i want to talk about recent VPW event. That's right. Viral Pro Wrestling presented Rise of the Revolution. Oh, that's a unique little name there for Viral Pro. Well, you know what? It's called that because we had a brand new champion crown at Holiday Havoc, and his name was the revolutionary Darius Lockhart. I did see that, and that was actually a pretty interesting matchup and Darius Lockhart very well deserving of the Viral Pro Wrestling Championship. Well it's been a very interesting series between him and uh, Owen Knight. Owen Knight uh, and Darius Lockhart went to war in a best of three series to originally determine the number one contender for the Viral Pro Wrestling Champion uh, uh, Chip and instead it turned into no, it was going to crown the brand new Viral Pro Wrestling Champion. Uh, unfortunately, our uh, our former champion Hex uh, suffered a very bad injury, so he will be out for a number of months, and uh, he had to forfeit the VPW Championship. So, Darius Lockhart is your new championship, but how about this? He had to defend it at Rise of the Revolution, and he not only had to defend it in his first matchup, his first matchup that he had to defend it in was a ladder matchup. Oh, wow. How's that for a first title that is defense? That's huge. That's huge. That is insane, but that is exactly what happened. Your main event was 
Owen Knight versus Darius Lockhart in a ladder match for the VPW Championship. And these two went to war one more time. Oh, I can imagine how freaking brutal and intense that matchup was. Darius Lockhart and uh, Owen Knight just... Those are two incredible athletes. Some of the top-tier talents in the area, in the region, nonetheless. Yes, absolutely, because Darius Lockhart has been killing it uh, in PWX. You know, he had one of the best matches uh, I saw of 2008. Yeah, I saw the same match, just not live like you. Yeah. I saw it on video, on demand. But still, doesn't matter how you see it. Incredible matches are incredible matches. Yes, and and what I saw was an incredible match. So I knew this guy had all the talent in the world. And, of course, Mm -hmm. I know Owen Knight from the WWA4, and that man has busted his ass to get to where he is today. And, uh, man, these two tore the house down. But, but, well, not unfortunately. It's unfortunate (laughs) if you're Owen Knight. But... Darius Lockhart retains the VPW Championship. Congratulations to him and everything like that. And unfortunately, I said that for Owen Knight because now Owen Knight will not get a chance as long as Darius Lockhart remains VPW Champion. Yep. That was his last chance. Or so you thought. More to come on that. Uh Anyways, uh, but what a show this was. Rise of the Revolution. That was your main event, right? The ladder match for the VPW Championship. And if you want to check out this matchup in its entirety, or you want to check out the entire event in its entirety, I urge you, I implore you, go to SOSCustomWrestlingNetwork.com and create... A, a free account, seven day trial, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then it's only, uh, I think it's only about $4.99 actually after that. I could be wrong wow. on that, but, uh, but just check it out and you can watch all of VPW events, past and present. And including this one, Rise of the Revolution. And you are going to want to watch this from start to finish. Because start to finish, Chris, you know one of the things I constantly hear about wrestling is, oh, every match looked the same. All everything is the same and everything like that. Or, or mm-hmm. there's no variety and everything. Well, I'm telling you, at this event, from top to bottom, every matchup, every scenario, everything you could think of was different from top to bottom. Nothing was the same. If you could, if you didn't find something that you liked from that night, well, then you just can't be satisfied as a person. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I'm for real. You know, um, and, and, and you know this from yes. VPW and seeing uh, VPW events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, VPW offers a variety of different match styles, different match types, uh, different scenarios. Storylines are uh, incredibly well done, and the action is just as intense as you can get. Absolutely. The talent is top-notch. They don't go for just, you know, the regular run-of-the-mill talent, though. The owners, uh, the people who run Viral Pro Wrestling, look for the best in the region. And I got to say, I applaud every effort that's being put forth by Viral Pro Wrestling. Well, if you want to talk about some of the best in the world and everything like that, uh, how about for the opening contest of Rise of the Revolution was a uh, four... Uh, was a fatal four-way, right? Mm-hmm. And it featured Very Morales Ooh. versus... Are you ready for these, uh-huh. Chris? All right. Allen Angels, ya boy. <laughs> MLW's Coda Brazil, 
What? And, oh, it gets better. Impact Wrestling Superstar Suicide. Okay, so uh, if Jim Cornette was here, he would call that a fucking spot fest like no fucking other. Well, it was <laughs> somewhat, well, but, somewhat uh, but, but intense. It was, still, it was still good. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It, I'm not sitting here saying it's not entertaining. It's it's four of the one of the of the greatest talents that you could get from different parts. Four of, of the it. most upcoming. Yeah, exactly. And and, Except for Suicide, he's an Impact Wrestling, you know, star. Yeah, but still, very high energy, high intensity matchup. Yes. Yes, uh, it, it it was incredible from start to finish and uh, everything like that. That was your opening contest uh, and everything like that. Then you had uh, Michael Marshall was in the house. That's right, Michael Marshall from AEW. Wow. Yes, AEW was in the house basically at VPW. Listen. If you, you want to know how much headways VPW is making, that should tell you right there. Michael yeah. Marshall was here live. He took on Tracer X, one of VPW uh, fans' favorites, actually, wow. right there. And they uh, went to war in an unusual type of matchup. It was called Watts Rules. Whoa, whoa. Wait, Watts Rules? That, yes, that's exactly so what I said. No over-the-top yes, rope, no off-the-top rope moves. Correct. Oh, wow. Basically, everything Tracer X is not. <laughs> but it was a great matchup. It was, uh, it, it was a, this one was very highly entertaining and, and, and possibly a show stealer, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I, because I, I, I it takes really the dynamic of Tracer X's whole style out of the equation, so he has to completely flip the script and change everything about the way he works. Right. Yeah, it was it, it was insane. Uh, it, it was great, um, and this matchup is definitely worth checking out. Again, I'm not going to go over the whole card and everything. I want everyone to go to SOS Custom Wrestling Network and watch it for yourself, and not only check out that, but check out other VPW events, and you know, check out the commentary team because I don't know who they are or anything <laughs> like that. But you know, that that one guy out there, man, he's annoying, isn't he? Well, Keith Mulligan is really good, but that other guy, <laughs> I don't know. That other guy, I just... Yeah, I heard the guy was trained by Chris Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad he sucks. Right? It's worse than no, Tony Schiavone on a bender. What a maneuver! Oh, Lord. That puts butts in seats. No, no, he's worse <laughs> than Mike Adamley. <laughs> oh, God! Jeff Harvey! <laughs> Jamaica me crazy. Oh my God. I wasn't going there, but you did. Oh, <laughs> no, I did. God. Anyways. No, no, I, I, I kid, I kid, I kid. Uh, Heath Mulligan and, uh, that guy, Caleb Stovall. Yeah, they do a great job. Don't they? <laughs> yeah, great no, commentary. No, for real. No, for real. Uh, oh, I, I enjoy my time with Heath Mulligan though on these shows. It's, it's so much fun. But, uh, yeah, check out SOS Custom Wrestling Network. Check out another matchup, Effie versus Movie Mike. Yeah, that's right. I said that in the same sentence. So if you want to just, if you just want a matchup just to sit back and, and, and enjoy the ride, just yeah, freaking that's, go and watch that, this. that right there is just, I, I, I you, you gotta see it. It can't be yes. explained. It can't be talked about. I, yeah, right. But I want to get, to the good part, though. This is the part, though, that we really need to tell the fans here, because this is why survival is going to be as big 
as it is, okay? Uh-huh. All right. So, one of the featured matches, right, of this night was not only the VPW Championship was on the line, but the Outbreak Championship was on the line yep. as Sean Legacy took on the longest reigning PCW Soda City Championship or champion in history. His name is Kevin Ray. Kevin Ray versus Sean Legacy. And when I tell you I was looking forward to this matchup, Chris, you know me. Yeah, I mean, Sean Legacy is a great up-and-coming talent. He's been in a lot of promotions in and around the area. Um, I've even heard talks about, you know, he's had some talent scouts looking at him lately. Uh, But, yeah, he's a great talent. Very entertaining guy. Very athletic. Very. And just to hear that matchup blows my mind. Yeah, well, that was one of your featured matches, which was him versus Kevin Ray for the Outbreak Championship, and this was a grudge match. Oh, yeah. These two, it happened, it started back at uh, um, at Trigger Trauma. I had to think there for a minute, yeah. folks. <laughs> Trigger Trauma, right? It happened at our Halloween show, Trigger Trauma, and Kevin Ray showed up at on the Titantron after Sean Legacy's matchup and challenged him and called him out. And ever since then, these two have just been wanting to kill each other, basically. So, well, they got that opportunity here at Rise of the Revolution. It's just a matchup that was just back and forth. Just They were just literally trying. They weren't even trying to win the matchup at times. They were just trying to hurt each other. That's how much, you know hatred these two have for each other and it was insane it it was amazing but then something interesting happened Chris Mm. the matchup ended not the way that you would think not with a pinfall or a submission victory however the Soda City champion Kevin Ray decided to get himself counted out that's right. He walked to the back with his manager, Jack Bismarck, at ringside. He walked to the back, and he got himself counted out. Legacy, who was furious at this, grabbed his belt and walked after him. Was looking for him backstage, right? Mm-hmm. And up on the Titantron, it comes up. He's looking for him backstage, and instead, he finds the PCW Championship. And then gets attacked by the PCW champion himself, Drew Adler. Yes, I just said that in that sentence, Chris. PCW champion, Drew Adler, attacked our champion. So, it's almost like PCW is invading Viral Pro's house and jumping... The Outbreak Champion, Sean Legacy, but why? I I don't know. I I don't know what's going on. I I don't know what... I don't know what is happening uh, with this. And I I, I didn't know... Like, like, I didn't think anything of it at first. But then, Sean Legacy, just a mere week afterwards, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Goes to PCW and attacks Drew Adler. As wow. well as gets in a fight with Kevin Ray. Now I would think, well, okay. So PCW officials and, and security come 
and try to eject uh, Legacy. Mm-hmm. And the uh, what looks like, I guess, the owner or the head booker of PCW decided to yell out, go back to that promotion in Georgia no one cares about. Wow. So, are we in for a war? That's exactly MVP what it sounds w. like. Those, that are, what's those are happen? shots fired. Well, you might be right on that because the main event, or one of the featured attractions, I should say, for survival, coming up April 13th in Thompson, Georgia, will be... The PCW champion, Drew Adler, and the PCW Soda City champion, Kevin Ray, teaming up to take on the Outbreak champion, Sean Legacy, and a partner of his choosing. Partner of his choosing. Or a mystery partner. So, there's no knowledge of who Sean Legacy is going to nope. be partnered up nope. with. Nope, nope, nope. I have no clue. Wow. Don't know who it's going to be. But if but if I know anything, you're going to want to be there live to find out who it oh, is. Oh, that's definite. Because it's going to be a moment. Oh, yeah. It's going to be one of those uh, must-see moments that will live on in the infamy of viral prose history. Yes. It's going to be just insane. Wow. And that is going to be at Survival. I'm telling you right now, at Survival, you're going to want to be there. April 13th, Thompson, Georgia, Sweetwater Gymnasium. You can go right now to vpw.ticketbud.com to reserve your tickets today and make sure you are there live because you're going to want to be there to find out yep. what's going to happen uh, going on with that. And you're going to want to find out about something else that was announced here at Rise of the Revolution. Rise of the Revolution was such a big, huge event for VPW in more ways than one, Chris, because we had a, we had a huge announcement that our owner, Joshua Hancock himself, has been promoting, he's been advertising, he's been teasing that something big was coming to VPW. And if I didn't just announce what was already big already, this is going to top it all. So, Joshua Hancock comes to the ring with with, uh, General Manager P.J. Sinnenberg and everything like that. And he announces, of course, you know, uh, Fox 54 or or, uh, uh, VPW is going to be on Fox 54. You know, we're going to debuting Toxic, which we've already done and stuff like that. Uh, but that was not the big announcement. And then he said, roll the footage. And it came up on the screen that May 11th, that's right, May 11th, Viral Pro Wrestling presents the Garden City Classic live in Augusta, Georgia at the Warren Road Community Center. Wow. That's so right. Viral Chris. Pro is coming out of Thompson and going into Augusta. You fans have been wanting it. The fans have been asking for it. They have been wanting Viral Pro Wrestling to come strictly to Augusta. Well, guess what? May 11th, we're coming Augusta. Warren Road Community Center, the Garden City Classic, a one-night eight-man tournament 
to determine the number one contender for the VPW Championship at our anniversary show, Infection. Wow. That's huge. Yes. That is absolutely massive. I I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am for about oh, this yeah. Chris because this is not only are we having a show in April but we're also having a show in May. So it's back to back shows. That's big for Viral Pro. Yes. Because Viral Pro has only been running shows every other month. Yes. Now we're on a month to month on this one. Yes. So, at least for this one. At least for this one. So big changes coming along. Wow. That was what it said on Facebook, which it said big changes coming in 2019. Well, guess what? Yeah. We tease it, but we're delivering it. Yep. And I got a feeling it's only just begun. Oh, I've got a, I've got a very big feeling about that too, my man. Uh, and one of the matches, there's already a qualifying matchup that you are going to see at survival. This is another reason you want to be live in Thompson, Georgia first survival because you will see on that night a couple of qualifying matches to determine who's going to be in the tournament for, uh, the Garden City Classic. And one of those qualifying matches, I'm, my God, I'm looking forward to this, is Slim J versus Saeed Al Sabah. Huh. Wow. I remember Slim J from working shows with him in the past. That dude is amazing in the ring. He is a freak. He is. I mean, literally, he, the athleticism I saw was just insane. But then you just want to talk about a freak of athleticism, Saeed Al-Sabal. Yeah. I, he did moves in a matchup I didn't even know how to call him. And it wasn't <laughs> that I did not know moves or anything, people. It was legit. I did not know what he just did. Like, I was like, I was like, what in the world? Would, I did not know that a human being could physically do that. Yeah, and, and just point blank, if Stovall was sitting there just in awe and stumped on the moves, this means this guy is very inventive and creative in the ring, which is phenomenal. And for him to go up against Slim J, that's even more phenomenal. Yes. No pun intended on that. Sorry, AJ. <laughs> Yeah, that's a different show. But, (laughs) yeah, uh, man, this is going to be amazing. Also at Survival, you're also going to get, you fans have been asking for this as well. You have been demanding it. Well, guess what? VPW fans, we we listen to our fans. And you are going to get women's action that night. Yes, that's right. I said it. Women's action. The women are going to take center stage at VPW. It's going to be Ellie versus Avery Taylor. That's going to be a great matchup. It's going to be great. It's going to be great seeing the women. The women having the, you know, women's revolution and everything, and that's happening all in professional wrestling. And we have had a lot of comments, Chris, uh, about the fans wanting to see the women in the ring. Well, guess what? You're going to see it. Uh, April 13th, survival, Avery Taylor versus Ellie. That's going to be a great one. Yeah, it's going to be great. Also, you are going to see, how about this one for a debut, Chris? He just made his debut a number of weeks in Impact Wrestling. Ace Austin will be there at Survival. Wow, so it's basically like Impact Wrestling is coming to VPW all over the place. Well, yep, I mean, there's going to be... 
I mean, I mean, you might see that. So, yes, you so. know, like I said, but Ace Austin will be there as long, or as well as, I should say, <laughs> uh, self-destruct himself, Billy Brash, or built to self-destruct. Wow. Billy Brash will be in the house. He's coming back to VPW, That's man. That's going to be huge. He's going to be there. Joey Osborne is going to be there. Owen Knight, of course, is going to be there. Of Jonathan course. Davis is returning. It's going to be an awesome card, just as always. I'm telling y'all, folks, if, you, if you've never experienced a VPW event in your life, come out April 13th to Thompson, Georgia, Sweetwater Gymnasium, and Viral Pro Wrestling presents Survival. And then, after that, get ready for the Garden City Classic. May 11th, the Warren Road Community Center in Augusta, Georgia. That's right, I said it. Not Thompson, Georgia. Augusta, Georgia. VPW invades Augusta with the Garden City Classic. A one-night, eight-man tournament, and who knows what else you could see that oh, night yeah. as well. It just sounds like Viral Pro Wrestling is doing big things and continuing to do big things. But We're going to go from Viral Pro Wrestling now, uh, if you don't mind me taking over for a minute. Go for it, I'm going to go ahead and talk about another Actually, local promotion. Yeah, uh, yeah, You talk too damn much. Um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about another local promotion that's running out here in the CSRA. I'm going to give a little bit of love because they think I hate them, but I don't. United Championship Wrestling out of the American Legion in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, you guys, they just recently had an event February 9th called Turbo. Now, you mentioned Sean Legacy, and Sean Legacy made an appearance back in their January show. And uh, actually, was there for that as he, well. he interfered with uh, the uh, T-Money Hunter Young match, if I'm not mistaken, or come out right afterward. I, I was about to say, he didn't interfere. He didn't interfere. I think he, he came out afterward. And, move. He yeah. turned on Hunter. So, we were supposed to get answers for that, but unfortunately, Hunter Young didn't make it to this show. I don't think Sean Legacy was able to make it to this show. So, we're going to get answers next month. But, I want to go over the card results for Turbo real quick. Uh, like I said, it took place February 9th at the American Legion down in Augusta, Georgia, right next to Lake Olmstead Stadium. Uh, an opening contest, Christian Fury, uh, was defeated, well, he wasn't, he defeated Duke Maddox in the opening contest, Christian Fury, a uh, very good wrestler down there, been with the company for, uh, ever since its inception. Uh, next matchup, L.A. Smooth, we know all about L.A. Smooth, don't we? Really yes, talented LA guy. Smooth. very, um, very he was, entertaining guy. He was actually, uh, in a matchup against Bastion Savage. And actually defeated Bastion Savage. Uh, the Octane Championship after that was defended as Cell went up against Insane Zane. And Cell retained the Octane Championship in this matchup. I'm not surprised by that because Insane Zane is, well, Insane Zane has got to get a little more uh, weight. Did he... <laughs> uh... Did he end up at the hospital? <laughs> Let's hope not. I don't think he did. Look, anybody that doesn't know who Insane Zane is, he's very prone to having to go to the hospital after his matches because he gets beat so badly. Um, if, if anybody could attest to hey, that. He can take a beating, though. He can that. take a beating, but if tough. anybody could attest to 
Uh, how much of an impact Insane Zane gets beat down, that would be James Houston himself who wrapped a steel chair around his neck in 2004. <laughs> but we're talking about UCW here. Um, next matchup, Night Stalker defeated Mad Cow. I don't know who Mad Cow is, but apparently if Night Stalker can defeat that disease, he can defeat any disease. <laughs> that was, that was corny as hell, but... Next matchup, uh, J.C. Walker. If anybody is familiar with CSRA Wrestling, J.C. Walker has been in almost every promotion from Flatline Days to Wrestling for Jesus. J.C. Walker, I love the guy. He's he's a great worker. Uh, he was victorious over Adam Owens. Mm. So, And then in the main event, the Dark Alliance... And we all know who the Dark Alliance is. That's Christian Fury, Night Stalker, and your personal favorite wrestler, Damien Sick. Yes. Uh, retained their tag team championships against Trip, who, if anybody's ever seen Trip, that dude is goofy as hell, comes out dressed like a clown, does some of the weirdest shit in the ring I've ever seen, and Great as hell. his tag team partner... This one threw me for a loop. Team Money. Well, then. Yes, Team Money was involved in a tag team title match at United Championship Wrestling. His tag partner was Trip. And from what I understand, it was a great matchup. A lot of entertaining spots, a lot of action. United Championship Wrestling. Now, folks, me and Stovall have been part of UCW. Uh, me, about a year ago, I, I walked away from the company. And I've got to say, you know, UCW does have a great product. They just are not looked at the same as, say, like a Viral Pro or something like that. Right. But you know what? Uh, for, for a local promotion and everything like that, it, it, it's a great place to go and, and, and have some fun on a Saturday night. Check out some good wrestling and everything like that. And if you're a wrestler, it's a great place to go and get you some ring time, get you some work in you and stuff yep. like that. Yep, and yeah. if you want to check out United Championship Wrestling, their next event is taking place March 23rd at the American Legion Post 63 in Augusta, Georgia at 7 p.m. And that event is called UCW Breakdown. And I will actually be there. And so will I. Oh my God, the earth just stopped. <laughs> For the no first time first. in a long time... Chris Dickens is going to a wrestling event, but not to be a part of the program. He's going as a fan. So I will be there to see Breakdown Live, and I will get to see what happens when Hunter Young and Sean Legacy come to a head live. Also, C.D. Bean, who I had my own little issues with in the past in United Championship Wrestling, yeah. is going to try to restore order in UCW. The RWO is the RWO is getting another shot at the chance to gain the tag team championships against the Dark Alliance. Oh, Lord. So, James Houston and the Common Man will finally get an opportunity to get their shot you at the tag team titles. About 15 feet away from the Yes, I, I need to stay as far away as we possible. Just need to go and sit and have the lunch tables. This, this, this is going to draw some. This is going to draw some attention. This is, is it now? It's going to draw attention. Damn it! <laughs> it's going to bring ratings. 
<laughs> cash Money. The team of Cash Money. You know the team of Cash Money. T-Money and T-Cash, who was basically a human highlight ruling himself, yes, he is. will be facing off against the team. Instant Heat. Holy shit. Yes. That's going to be Oz amazing. Knight. Holy shit. And his tag team partner. You know his name. Go Ace. Is it Ace? It's Ace. It's Ace. They're going up against Cash Money, T-Money, and T-Cash. Live. Oz Knight, to me, will forever be my first ever feud in wrestling. Yeah, so you guys have got to check it out. UCW Breakdown, March 23rd. You want to go ahead and get your tickets now. You can go to ticketer.com slash UCW. I mean, it, it's going to be great. The doors open at 7 p.m. Tickets are only $10 for an adult and $5 for children. You can't beat that price for pro wrestling on a Saturday night. No, you can't. So, get down there. Me and Stovall will be in the house. It's going to be great. It is. It really is. So, you got to go check out Viral uh, Viral Pro Wrestling. You got to check out when it comes down. But you (laughs) got to check out UCW. They have a show every single month. Yeah, check them out at United Championship Wrestling on Facebook. Yep, go to Facebook, UCW United Championship Wrestling. Give them a look. Give them a like. Come check out the show with me and Stovall. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yep. We're, we're going to have some fun on that night. And we might be doing some stuff for some for the SWS. Yes, so be on the lookout, guys. We might be there live with the mic and all set up. So Yeah, you never know. You never know. But I'm going to go ahead and stop talking about United Championship Wrestling. Throw it back over to you for the last promotion we're going to be covering on the live. Yes, uh, we've got one more promotion to go over because we've talked about what's been going on here in Augusta, Georgia. What's been going on, though, in South Carolina? South Carolina, where's the love? Well, we, you've got your own promotion as well, South Carolina, uh, and it happens in Midland Valley High School. And in Graniteville, South Carolina, to yep. uh, be specific. And it is called IWE Intense Wrestling Entertainment. And we had our very first show um, about a month ago as well, uh, in February. We had it literally a week after Viral Pro Wrestling. Yep, Zero Hour yes. was the name of the program. Yes, Zero and Hour. Because I, I have a lot more history involved with the wrestling scene here, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know, this isn't the very first show that IWE's ever had. It is the resurgence of intense wrestling entertainment. That's right. IWE actually goes all the way back, I think it's like 2009, 2010, and actually stems from Wrestling for Jesus. The guy, Timothy Blackman, used to run Wrestling for Jesus and started up intense wrestling entertainment in North Augusta. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, I don't know the full details of what happened with that, but he walked away from the business for a while, and all of a sudden, he's got back in, and IWE Zero Hour is the first event, the resurgence of intense wrestling entertainment, and I wish I could have been there for that one as well, but somebody in this room was there, somebody in this room was actually involved with the show, and I... Cannot specify 
How proud I am to say, fuck you! <laughs> what? But Caleb Stovall, once again, was involved behind the scenes as the what? Uh, well, I was, uh, I'm, I was, uh, doing ring announcing. Yes. Uh, for that. And I guess I can say this. I don't see why anyone would have a problem with it. But I, yeah, I'm, I am technically on the board of directors for, uh, for IWE. Again, it, it makes my heart warm to say, go to hell, Caleb Stovall, <laughs> because this dickhead. <laughs> you had the opportunity just like I did. I did! I did! But here's the thing. So you can't say I'm shit. about to bust out the Dusty Rhodes. Because that's not for me, Daddy. That was for somebody else. I'm just going to do my own thing right now. <laughs> no, honestly, you know, it, it, I am actually proud of Caleb because he's actually involving himself more in the wrestling business, more than what anybody else uh, of his age has ever been involved with the pro wrestling business. He's in everything. He's got his fingers in all of it. It's almost like he opened the cookie jar and touched every fucking flavor cookie that was in it. And then said, okay, I like that one, I like I that one, I like that one, I like that one. I'm going to eat this one, and then I'm going to take this one and put it away for later. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know about all that, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, you know, I just look at it as another opportunity. And, uh, and it's, uh, you know... The thing is, is if someone says, well, you know, how are you doing all that stuff? Well, I mean, if you look at it, I'm doing something different for each promotion. Yes. Uh, VPW, I'm the commentator. I'm the host of uh, Toxic, uh, Toxic and, uh, and so on and so forth. I'm doing that stuff for them. But uh, that's about as far as I go with that. Uh, with IWE, I'm doing the board of directors and doing the um, uh, in-ring announcing uh for the time being, as it seems like, um, and so to me, it just it represents a, a different opportunity, um, another milestone that yep. I've always wanted to cross off in the wrestling business. Because uh, you know, Chris, when I was, uh, I, I want to say this was around 2013. I want to say right because I came, I met y'all in 2014. Yes. So in 2013. You know, before that, I kept going. I kept could only imagine how to get into the wrestling business. I didn't know anyone in it. I didn't know the ins and outs. Well, I mean, I obviously knew like some of the ins and outs, but I really didn't know how everything worked. I was another. Right. I was another one of you marks out there. Every time something happens in wrestling, you're automatically la la la, and I was that guy as well. And then, um, lo and behold, that fateful day at uh, Steak and Shake, I'll never forget it. Uh, um, I forget her name, but uh, she was a co-worker of mine, and um, I just remember she posted a Facebook post saying that she was a part of, at the time, Flatline, and her boyfriend uh, was James Kitchens at the time. Not anymore, obviously. But... Yeah. At the time, uh, they were dating, and uh, I just said, could you uh, hook me up, and the rest is history. And so, you know, I've gotten all of these opportunities, and like I said, it's just another milestone. And, and just to let you know, you guys, to give you a little history lesson, off that opportunity where he met James Caleb Kitchens, James Caleb Kitchens turned him on to Adrenaline Wrestling Foundation, which is where he met who? Yeah. 
me. Uh, he also met a lot of the other guys in the wrestling business. But everything that's happened with Stovall and professional wrestling stemmed from that very moment. And honestly, the same Just time... Just why I remember it, detail for Yeah, detail. detail for detail. But everything that's happened with me in professional wrestling stems further back. But my current present situation also stems from that moment. Because mm-hmm. in that moment was where I was transitioning away from the business. Not a lot of people know this, and this is the best time for me to talk about it, because not a lot of people know what my feelings at all were during that time. I was under the production banner with Adrenaline Wrestling Foundation. I had stepped away from the ring as an in-ring competitor and was actually just a you know a, a figurehead, so to speak, in a story. Thank God. Yep. <laughs> and when I did decide to step back in the ring... No one will disagree with that either. Nope. Not even myself. But when I did decide to step back in the ring, I realized that, you know, I I wasn't supposed to be doing this anymore. And when AWF finally shut down, I walked away. And then I did come back with United Championship Wrestling because I fell back in love with being in front of a crowd. And not to say that that wouldn't happen again. But the thing is... Me either. the, The thing is, is that nowadays... This is what I love to do. I love doing the podcast with Stovall here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. I enjoy being I, I enjoy being a fan of the wrestling business and that's really where I should be. So to see Stovall take what I was doing at a certain time, because I worked for Flatline, I've worked for uh wrestling for Jesus, um I've had my opportunities with multiple promotions under multiple banners. You know, from production to an in-ring talent to an on-air uh, personality to commentary to refing to announcing. I've done it all. To see him do it, it actually, you know, it, it's almost like passing the torch, so to speak. I guess you could say. Um, quote, unquote. Because I technically didn't just hand him the torch. He took the motherfucker out of my hands and said, BURN IT DOWN! <laughs> so... I just want to say how proud I am of him for taking the initiative and becoming a part of the business even more. And with that, I'm going to shut my mouth um, and let him go ahead and continue on about IWE Zero Hour. But, you know. I always for your excellence. Who the fuck strives for my excellence? Half the time you look at me and go, you know what? Fuck you, I did it better. You came from Chris Dickens? Oh no! We can't have that! Get him out! Get him out! Send him down south! Let him go work for that fucking promotion that. I don't even. It doesn't even exist? Oh well, he ain't working in this business no more. Oh my lord. Well, we've. Uh, yeah, well, enough of us talking about stuff people have never heard of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the no, first no, and I'm last time you've heard about it, so. No, I'm just joking. On that note, but, I'm gonna let him talk about IWE. Yeah, uh, but. IWE uh, had their event in February, uh, and we had some great stuff happen there. Uh, we had an opening contest uh, for the, uh, oh, good God, I can't remember the name of the title, actually, for it. Um, yeah, for the New Age Championship, because I, 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 I got confused with uh, the championships. But the New Age Championship... It was Sean Legacy versus Hunter Young. 
And I just want to say, anytime those two are on the bill together and they're doing something together, you might as well just pay your money now to see it. Because those two, they opened up the show and they absolutely fucking killed it from start to finish. Just amazing. Amazing, amazing. Sean Legacy, though, defeated Hunter Young and he is your new age champion. We then had Cameron Cade, of all people. Cameron Cade defeated the Kraken. Isn't that uh, co-hanger boy, Cam- Cameron Cade? That, 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 that's, that's the Cameron Cade that you're thinking of. Yep. I, I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, he, he defeated the Kraken, or Kevin Kurgan. Kevin Kurgan, the Kraken. Yeah. Uh, so, and that would be for a number one contender's uh, championship opportunity, hmm. which I will get into at the end of this segment. segment. Yep. Anyways, uh, and then we had uh, a hardcore match. Oh, dear God, you want to guess who was in that matchup? Oh, I'm pretty match. sure James Houston was somewhere in that matchup. Uh, he very much was. James Houston took on Lazarus. Oh, Jesus. And they literally beat the crap out of each other. The matchup was uh, stopped a little bit short, though, because of uh, due to a little bit of blood. Oh, of course, because South Carolina has a uh, no-blood yeah, policy. South Carolina, I'm just going to say it, South Carolina sucks <laughs> for as far as wrestling goes. Not as far as people or anything like that, but I'm just saying, as far as the wrestling rules on it, oh my gosh, ridiculous. Anyways... Uh, then we had Dementia 13 versus Y2X. You want to know who got the biggest pop of the night? Dementia, Dementia 13, 13 because they are local to Carolinas. Oh, That'd be Lord. Darkness and Kevin Kurgan. Who I said was uh, uh, Kraken. It's not Kraken. I'm sorry, that's Scott Cannon. Oh yeah, my Scott God. Cannon. I'm so sorry, Scott. I'm so sorry, all y'all. But yeah, uh, Scott Cannon, the Kraken. Kevin Kurgan, though, who is... Who's part of Dementia 13. Yes, they they definitely won their matchup and everything and got just literally an ear-piercing pop of the night. Like, they, like it was huge. It was oh, they, they own that place. And let me give you a little bit of backstory on them because they are attached to this in a way. Uh, the Wrestling for Jesus promotion did have its own documentary. So Timothy Blackman's career in Wrestling for Jesus was documented. Uh, Christian Fury and um, Bill Blanchard, Survivor Payne, who does commentary for UCW, they're documented in that documentary. I'm in the fucking documentary at the end. I'm wrestling. Um, you can catch that on Netflix. Uh, but if probably you... a closing segment where everyone left. Oh, wow. You're so damn special. I got beat by Brandon Parker. And I was in the ring with Darkness! Who is in Dementia 13? We were the last three in the ring I'm of sorry, a battle no. royal. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> if you had the chance to get the DVD, which I do own, okay. there is a special uh, edition part to it where they talk about Throne Wrestling Federation, which was the offset to Wrestling for Jesus, which was ran by Darkness. And in fact, featured wrestlers such as Kevin Kurrigan, Hallow Wicked, uh, Josh Magnum, your viral pro wrestling former world champion, Chris Main. Yes. Uh, also, uh, Damien Sick, right? Oz Knight, Draven, Brandon Parker, the Sin City Saint. Uh, the American Nightmare Six right. were Ace. all Ace. 
They were all there. Yeah. Um, freaking Charlie Anarchy. Charlie Anarchy were all a part. Yeah, so it's, of, it's a big deal. Yeah, so that's history there. Yeah. So for them to come out and get that pop lets them know that they have not been forgotten. Oh no! Uh uh-uh. uh that, that was a, that was a for sure fact. I mean, it was the same pop were. when I returned to UCW in Grovetown, Georgia, as a referee, just in reverse. Well, maybe, <laughs> it was, maybe it is mine. It's it was a reverse. Like, it was more like Vicky Guerrero. It was a rascal, baby. Actually, folks, yeah, it was a reverse because I was announced, and I was like, nobody remembers me, and I got booed out the fucking building. I'm like, <laughs> they remember me. They remember I'll who I, I am. I could probably up. walk into Augusta. I could probably walk over to Carolina and get the same fucking boo pop. <laughs> like, yeah, we know you, boo. <laughs> Fuck you, Chris oh Dickens, boo. All right, well, let's move on, though. Yes. Yeah, Dimension 13, though, definitely a homecoming for them. And, yeah, no, they definitely haven't been forgotten, that's for sure. But up next, the women took center stage. That's right, we had some women's action with... Lindsay Snow taking on Amber Nova. Amber Nova, for a lot of you, might recognize that name because she has been on Impact Wrestling and NXT recently. Yes. So, yeah, and dude, I felt like these two, aside from uh, Legacy and Hunter Young, I would say this was the match of the night. Really? Yeah, I, dude, the women brought it, man. Uh, I was very impressed. I was, I was like, this match is really good. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, and we're going to see Amber Nova again at the next event. So, definitely going to want to be there to check her out. Oh, yeah. Um, And then we had, for your main event, well, your co-main event, I should say. For the IWE Championship, it was Josh Magnum, Midland Valley's own South Carolina, Josh Magnum. Taking on Logan Creed. Wow, that's... Oh my god, dude. If I'm going to tell you right now, TV and images do not do that motherfucker justice. That is a mammoth of a man. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is a man right there as Logan Creed. That is that is a giant. I was... I just, like, I looked up at him. And I'm a tall guy. Like, I looked up at him and was like, Hi. <laughs> like, I, did, did, but one of the sweetest guys, awesome, you know, guy and everything like that. But he literally beat the shit out of Magnum in front of his own town and everything like that. Damn. But Magnum, Josh Magnum was able to pull it out. In the end, he is your new IWE champion. <laughs> the hell was that? It was kind of like a... You know, stop the tape a record thing, stack. like like a like a little record kind of what? thing. Like, what? Wait a minute! What? At least you thought that, and he was your champion for about two minutes, and then the unfucking thinkable happens. I'm, I'm just, I was actually in shock, Mister Cameron Cade. Comes out with a steel chair and attacks Josh Magnum from behind. Then T Money himself comes out, and T Money, of course, is your general manager, your owner, and everything like that. He's making the rules, and says we're going to have an. Imp- and remember, I said 
that I was going to talk about the number one contendership? Yes. Well, Team Money decided to go and exercise that championship clause right then and there. And Cameron Cade. I let me let me let me say that name again. Cameron fucking Cade is your new IWE champion. <laughs> Do you hear the silence? Uh, yeah. Do you hear the silence? Because I can hear the booze right now. Actually, I'm going back well, to that. Well, the booze definitely. Well, they definitely were pissed about it. That was for sure. Which is, I mean, I, I guess that's. Well, Josh Magnum is another local boy, and that was his high school. So yeah, I'd be pissed too. Yeah, but then think about this, Marks. Cameron Cade is the owner of Bushido, Bushido Wrestling. Oh my god. Bushida's owner or owner is our champion. Wow. What? <laughs> That's um Wow. And oh my god, are you gonna have to check out Bushida now because Cameron Cade is going to have that IWG the IWE champion. Which means... And... Guess who his opponent's gonna be? The New Age champion, Sean Legacy! At Boshita! At their next event! Wow. It will be Cameron Cade... Versus... Sean Legacy. At Bushido. At which Bushido. Is- not at IWE. It's going to be March of Champions. That's their next event. Which is where all the past Bushido tournament winners are supposed to come together and fight in a final tournament to crown. So you're telling champion. me that all of these motherfuckers are going to fight for our belt? No, they're fighting for a Bushido belt. I don't know what the deal is with Cameron Cade and the IWE Championship and what the whole deal is with him fighting the IWE New Age Champion. But that's some really twisted shit <laughs> if you look at it from that perspective. Yeah, well, that's what you missed if you wow. weren't there live in South Carolina. You missed just history in the making right there because Cameron Cade, the owner of Bushida, Beat Josh Magnum in two minutes. And here's the even scarier part, Chris. Team Money made the call. That's nuts. He made it. So, who knows? It's going to be weird. It's going to be strange. That's definitely... Yeah, well, it's going to be something. I'm telling you. And then, of course, your main event of the night was two veterans that everyone knows, Mr. C.W. Anderson himself, taking on the Prince of Punk, Shannon Moore. And yeah, these two had a great matchup and everything, showing everyone how it's done, showing them, hey, this is why we were where we were in ECW and WWE and all of those good places. Um, But just the shocker of the night, 
Cameron Cade is the IWG. I keep wanting to say like the IWE. IWE champion. I mean, just good lord. What's next? Well, you're going to have to find out May 19th. No, I'm sorry, May 18th. I have one day uh, over. May 18th, when IWE presents Undisputed live at Midland Valley High School uh, gym in Graniteville, South Carolina. Go to uh, IWE Pro Wrestling uh, at, on Facebook and check that out. Um, and there's a way that you can reserve tickets and everything like that. Yep. Go on the Facebook to check out more so, details. But I guess we'll we'll also plug Bushido since the IWE Championship is going to be there. Um, uh, that event itself is going to be taking place March 30th at 7 p.m. at the American Legion in Augusta, same place UCW runs. And uh, of course, they're going to be popular place a very run, popular apparently. place for pro wrestling. Uh, they are. Going to crown their first ever Bushido champion. Um, be our damn champion. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. I'm not going to touch that with a ten foot pole, but uh, hopefully uh, we'll get some answers from that I show. Mean, this is this is this is big though. I mean, yeah, it's, I don't know what I don't know what we've got in store for everyone, but you just need to find. Out. Yep. So if you go to that show, you're going to find out what happens with Cameron Cade when he takes on Sean Legacy uh, with the IWE. Uh, New Age Champion faces off against IWE World Champion. And of course, um, there'll also be other big stars in the house as well. Yep, so uh, at Bushido, they've already confirmed Anthony Henry is going to be there. Um, and your King of Bushido winners, uh, Brady Pierce, Daniel Eads, and Chad Anthony Skywalker. Henry is the King of Bushido um, Lucky Ali, Bushido Pro King, Tracer X is going to be there. Drew Adler, Cody Vance, Matt Sales. Charlie Anarchy, Call Hager, and they're going to have a performance by hip-hop artist Garganus and heavy metal band Rebirth. Ooh, that's going to be awesome, actually. Yep. I'm actually pretty excited about that. That should be pretty fun. So, uh, And they're also going to be working with uh, Dove Entertainment Wrestling. Nice. So that's going to be uh, static. Big things going on in the CSRA, folks. If you're a professional wrestler out there or you're a professional wrestling fan, go and check this out. Go and support local uh, venues. doesn't matter what the name is in front of it. Just go and support it. And uh, check out also Undisputed in Graniteville, South Carolina for IWE Intense Wrestling Entertainment where our first matchup is going to be, or well, the first matchup that was announced, is going to be your main event. And your main event, are you ready for this, Chris? I'm are ready. Are you ready for it, South Carolina? It's going to be Ethan Case versus Anthony Henry. That is huge. Because Ethan Case is known in this area with Flatline Pro, but he also has a promotion he's working with up in Columbia, which will cover and does training. We'll cover that Palmetto in a future episode. Academy. Palmetto Academy, Palmetto Championship Wrestling is the name of the promotion. We will discuss that in future episodes. Uh, we'll give that love to that. Uh, and Anthony Henry, by God, we don't have to talk about Anthony Henry here. Yeah, just we've talked, uh, we've talked about Anthony Henry. And if I'm not mistaken, they've announced a couple of other matches as well. Yes, they have. And, about to get to yes, right please now. get to that because I want to show some love on that one as well because there's a little more excitement in the air with those next two that they announced. Uh, well, one of them that they announced was Adam Owens is coming back. He was at our last event as well. 
He is going to be taking on, oh, I can't wait for this, the hardest chop man in the business, in my opinion, James J.D. Drake. And if you don't understand the volume that you're about to witness here, let me just put this in perspective for you guys. James Drake is a big guy, but moves like he's a fucking cruiserweight. Oh my god, it's insane. And he is, and Stovall got it right. He is the hardest chopper in the business. But not only that, we just named two individuals who are former tag team champions. Yeah. From Evolve. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. And they are. Oh, oh, and James JD Drake is currently the WWN champion. Yes. And to have those two on the same card. Mm-hmm. The Work Horseman. What are we about to witness with that? Is there going to be something that happens with that? I don't know. You'll have to be there live to find out. But you'll also not only see that matchup, if you, if you couldn't get enough with those two, how about this one? You're going to have Drew Adler. We just mentioned him. Mm-hmm. Taking on, oh, one of my favorites. Self to Destruct. Billy fucking Brash. Oh my god. Billy Brash is big. And... He's uh, your current a, uh, uh, AMW, yes. right? AMW uh, world champion. So there's some big things going on. At IWE, there's big things going on in pro wrestling. Or AML. Uh, yeah, AML. AML. There's big things going on in pro wrestling here in the CSRA. The locals... Are bringing it. They're bringing it big. Viral Pro is bringing it big. United Championship Wrestling is bringing it. Uh, IWE is bringing it. And apparently they're with Bushido. Who's also going to be bringing it. Over the course of the next year. You guys. Pro Wrestling is fucking blowing up. In the CSRA. It's getting bigger. And I don't know if this show can contain it. No, it can't, but that's okay because I'm going to cover it all right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. And we're not done yet, ladies and gentlemen. We covered the locals. We covered the Indian. You know what? It's time to cover some old school. We'll be right back with talking about a past wrestling event. When we come back, it's the SWN Network right here on TMB Studios. Hey guys, Caleb Stovall here, and I want to tell you about a good buddy of mine. I know a lot of you out there like to follow different personalities on social media. You like to follow people with opinions, or you just like to see entertaining individuals. Well, I want to talk to you one as such. His name is Jeffrey Taylor, and he has a show called The Jeffrey Show Live. That's right. He's got his own show, and he is a huge wrestling fan. That's right. He travels to all the different promotions. If it's wrestling and it's in Georgia, chances are you're going to see Jeffrey Taylor there. He's got predictions for days. He's even got predictions on Viral Pro Wrestling here in the CSRA. He's a big fan of Viral Pro, actually. So much so that he hasn't missed a show in a while. So he is a, he is an individual that you want to follow, and he's just all around entertaining. Here is that information again. It is the JeffreyShowLive.com. If you want to follow him on Facebook, Instagram, follow him anywhere that you can, check out JeffreyShowLive.com. 
Facebook.com for more info. Seriously, this guy is entertaining and he's got the goods. All right. So check him out. JeffreyShowLive.com. sure to check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast right here exclusively on TMP Studios. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Stovall Wrestling Network. And now we're about to do one of my favorite. This is the part I've really been looking forward to. It's one of the parts I've been wanting to add for a very long time. It's where we're going to cover some old school pro wrestling. The fuck was that? <laughs> Sorry. I was, I, I, I thought of the Teddy Long that, that, oh, that time that he introduced like Bay Young for like an old school match or something. He was like, he's like, I need some old school. Oh, let me holla at you, player. That's, that's just ruined everything. Now I got to put you in a tag match. Against the Undertaker. Against the Undertaker, and I do the. Remember his reaction in the limo? Where's you, Teddy? No, no, even better. Buckle up, Teddy. But this is the part where we're going to cover some old school wrestling. Chris, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Believe me, folks, he's been wanting to do this for so long, I can't tell you how many fucking nights he's been screaming about. Let's add this part to the podcast. Let's add this part to the podcast. Let's do this to the podcast. Well, since we've changed formats, it's in the podcast now! <laughs> I just left like I'm Shaggy 2 Oh! <laughs> I was just about to say, he turned into a juggalo. <laughs> he turned into fucking ICP. Oh, that's stab you like he did fucking Tony Schiavone. <laughs> I stabbed Tony Schiavone, the commentator guy. He was like, what the fuck? I said, relax. Or fucking relax. Or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. But anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, we're gonna cover some old school wrestling, and I don't mean from the 70s or 80s, although we will cover yep. some of that eventually and stuff like that. No, I'm talking about, yes, some old WCW, some ECW, some old WWE, even the Attitude Era of the 90s, you know, even the yes. 80s and stuff like that. Uh, TNA and everything like yep. that. Ring know? of Honor. Yes, Ring of Honor. Oh, absolutely, we'll do a Ring of Honor, um, show or something like that yep. one time. But, we're going to start it off with TNA, right? Yep. And you would think with, you know, this being the first episode and everything, that I would, that, oh, well, he's going to start off with the first episode of TNA, like, like from, from the original pay-per-view days or, or the first episode of Impact or the first time they went, uh, for the three hour pay-per-view. Nope! I'm going to cover a completely fucking random ass episode. <laughs> and believe me, folks, it's random ass. It's it is. Random and, ass. and, 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 and here's the thing, right? So, I'm going to cover, all right, it is from the Asylum years, all right? It is uh, it is uh, TNA, the Asylum years, and if you have the Global Wrestling Network app, which you know he does, obviously, but um, it is episode 17, and it took place October 16th, 2002, and it is headline... By Ron Killings versus Kurt Henning for the NWA title. 
Uh, we'll which, get into that as we go along. Which would be a great matchup. Yes, uh, but we'll get into it. Yes. So, uh, yeah, but this is when TNA obviously was starting off in 2002. This was when they were in uh, the asylum in Nashville. The old TNA mm-hmm. Asylum, you know. The fairgrounds, um, which I saw. Yeah, yeah, by the, the, way. The, the old fairgrounds. Oh, you saw that? Yes, I did see the fairgrounds. Oh, yeah, when you were in Nashville. When I was in Nashville. I was in Lebanon, Tennessee for How big uh, Cracker Barrel training. It's not really that fucking big. Because <laughs> they made it look like something. It looks big. huge, but it's just a fucking little, like, exhibition center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought so. Like, I was just like, this place like, has got to, like, the, not be big whatsoever. This is what the fucking is. <laughs> What the fuck is this? <laughs> I even went looking for the old TNA uh, fucking headquarters downtown Nashville. Oh, God. I, I found the building, and <laughs> it is something completely different now. <laughs> right? But, I mean, it's something found it, and it's like, different. It's like I looked at the, for, the storefront, and I looked. I was like, isn't this where a little fucking uh, dude... Uh, came in there dressed up like uh, Shark Boy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, my God. But anyways, yeah, this was back in 2002, so this was the very first year of TNA and everything. So, you know, this is when it started off, and there was a lot of buzz, actually, that TNA was uh, was generating around these years, you know, that people yeah. were, were starting to flock more and more to TNA, and they would get big additions along the way and mm-hmm. and, the, and there would be these uh great uh storylines from the X division stuff from you know the world title and everything like that they would they would really start to revolutionize the business and everything like that except <laughs> <laughs> when he says buzz when he said that and watching this episode I know we're getting into it but I can't think of which buzz <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, so the first episode of TNA, you know, Monumental, so here's our 17th episode, and, uh, alright, well let's just get into it, uh, uh, because Mike, we've got such an awesome program here tonight, we're gonna have Sonny Siaki versus Jerry Lynn, we're gonna have... For the X Division Championship, AJ Styles versus Six Pack, and that's not all. We are gonna have Herbie Sadler and and fucking BG James versus Jeff Jarrett and a mystery partner, y'all. I'm not gonna tell you that. I gotta get into it, but Don West so much. shop.com you don't want to mess and buy the t-shirt Mike what are you doing <laughs> Mike today's just sitting over there well I, 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 I great wrestling Mike today always just looks like when, when he's out there he's let's just, just like, go to the ring what he's are just you like, he's just like alright he's like when he always sends it to him he's like he's like he's like DW it's time for you to do that thing <laughs> he's like yeah. well, alright <laughs> Oh, oh man, God. Don West is the most overhyped. I'll sell this. I, or I'll sell this. I'll say this though. <laughs> I will sell this. <laughs> I'll say this though about him. He can sell something. That motherfucker. Here's the thing. He didn't need the job at TNA. No. People don't realize that he actually has a good bit of money. Like, because he yeah. sold a lot. He worked for the shopping network and everything yeah. like that. So, uh, but yeah, they started off and man, I, I gotta say, you know, just seeing it, I was just like, man, 
I know a lot of people talk shit as I just went into that, but <laughs> like I loved the combination of Mike Tanay and Don Wynn yeah. because it was so refreshing at the time because I was so sick of the I, I hate the heel announcer at this point. The only per, only two people that can do that the best are Bobby Heenan and Jerry Lawler. I well, and Jesse that. Ventura as well. I agree, but. That. After that, it was just, okay, everyone's, like, like we get it, you know, at this point. I, I kind of just want to see you call the action at this point. Like, yeah. I don't want to see all that. So, it was refreshing. That was one of the things I noticed from TNA right off the bat was I was just like, wow. that You know, that's refreshing to see in, as far as commentating. Right. And, uh, yeah, so they started off and they're running down and everything. And our in our very first matchup, which you know you would want to start off with something hot or, 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 or an angle that that's really hot and everything like that. And they preview a match or they preview the first matchup because it's supposed to be this awesome card that I just ran through with Don West's <laughs> voice there. Don West, by the way, still has the greatest call in history. It happened on a TNA Impact episode, and he just goes, Look at that, that's nice, and that pile of crap, look at that! (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, just the way he said that. Every time I hear it, it just, I bust out laughing, because it's so... (laughs) It was just so funny, oh like, god. oh my god, I love Don West, I don't care what anyone says, but we start off, and our very first matchup is Sonny Siaki versus Jorge Estrada. <laughs> oh god. Now, <laughs> alright, you, know you know how we were making fun of uh, WWE for starting storylines oh off of shit? <laughs> Here's, uh, oh I would like to Jones. tell you all how this, uh, rivalry starts off, or, 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 uh, it became this big grudge match. Uh, no, a highly anticipated grudge match. A highly anticipated grudge match. And, uh, it started, <laughs> it started, uh, with Sunny Siaki, Sunny Siaki. Old bootleg rock. <laughs> fucking, uh, turning his back on what was known as the Flying Elvises <laughs> with Jorge Estrada, who was still doing the, uh, doing the Elvis thing, and it was started because Sonny Siaki burned the Elvis. Yes. <laughs> the fucking promo was priceless. Oh god, it was because he, because he, he, he burns the, 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 the fucking, uh, Elvis costume, and then dumbass Estrada in the ring literally sells it to the most cartoonish fucking thing. Like, he's just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Fucking losing his goddamn mind. You gotta have an understanding on this, the way this was portrayed, okay? If you're a fan of the Attitude Era, you saw The Rock throw the Intercontinental title in the damn fucking river. You saw Steve Austin throw the, the WWE championship in the river. They 
fucking treated it like it was that. Sonny, Sonny sucked cocky through the, <laughs> through the Elvis uh, costume in the burning dumpster. Then all of a sudden, Jorge Tostada is pissed <laughs> off in the ring. And it's just the worst fucking shit ever. And I'm just sitting there going, what the fuck is this? Why did that what? And, and, and Mike Denae and Don West, for the better benefit of them, are like, this is the biggest blood feud ever. They, oh, <laughs> man, what a move tonight! My sunny Siaki! <laughs> well... It's just, oh my god, and it was just botch after botch after botch, and god knows, and then, then, but, but what was even better was when they showed the promo of him burning the shit, and you hear the announcers, especially Don West, was, oh my god, he's burning the suit! Like, what the fuck? Like, oh. like, not like you can't go to Vegas and get I know, 15 right? other... Or you're in Nashville. Nashville. Just drive up the street to fucking... There's oh, where they got the first three. <laughs> Wendy Graceland, like, uh, Priscilla. I just fucking did that. Can we just like... go in the closet? <laughs> oh, my oh. God. Oh, Lord. But... <sighs> That, that, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) that, ladies and gentlemen, was not where this gets good. (laughs) This was where it gets even better. (laughs) Folks, this is just... Because that was just the match. Yeah, that was just the the bottom layer of this shiitake cake. Oh, God. (laughs) Because... And and, and, oh, this is when, and this is when you can tell certain people were in DNA at this time. I'll leave it at that. But before this matchup, right? Before the, 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 which the hype for this matchup was was supposed to be that. Um, before that, Sonny Siaki actually made an appearance. Before that, mm-hmm. and it was because he was called out by Jerry Lynn who came out and cut a promo on him because he injured his leg the week before. Yeah. Or injured his knee. I uh, um, I apologize. Injured his knee. And so Jerry Lynn forfeited the uh, X Division title because of that. Well, so that pissed him <laughs> off and everything, obviously. So he calls out Siaki. Siaki comes out. And Sonny Siaki... It's not going to be like Jerry Lynn and be a Mick Carter his whole career. Now you're going to be a fucking never was, you goddamn great one ripoff. You're going to be a blip on Wikipedia without a link to click. He's not even a meme. It's like, it's like, you can fucking click Sonny Siaki anywhere. Sonny Siaki was a professional wrestler. The only thing I remember from Sonny Siaki <laughs> is when they, for some reason, filmed a segment where he was taking a shit. And they were trying to get him to sign something. They were trying to get him to sign to be a part of Jer- Jared's camp. And he was like, he was like, no, I'm not signing that. Now, can I take a doodle in private? <laughs> Well, that's, that's basically what he did that's with Jorge Estrada in the middle of the ring. So sure, it wasn't, it wasn't a private. But anyways, oh, but before this, yeah, Jerry Lynn calls him out, and uh, and they get into it, right? Yeah, so they, they get into rolling. a brawl. And in this brawl, there was several security guards. Yeah. 
that couldn't handle a broomstick, let alone these guys. And then they brought out the whole X Division locker room to to break these two up. And, and the X Division stars that were included in this was Ace Steel, who a week before this was with Mortimer Plumtree. <laughs> who's a heel manager. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, why would he come out? Like, what the fuck does this have anything to do with it? And, and I'm sitting here going, I'm going, so these guys, they can't, so these guys can't, cannot hold back a guy with a limp and a, and a guy who looks Blue leg rock who looks like a toilet house looks like a porta potty <laughs> like stack. <laughs> he's a shit stack so oh, no, no, they no, couldn't hold that back what makes them think that they can hold back actual people this fucking or, cow, or fans a, rather is a fucking breath <laughs> Armstrong Oh yes, included in this was referee Brad Armstrong at the time. And then, and then Bullet Bob Armstrong comes down, and then the guy that separates them finally is big, is big fucking Don Harris. He's the only one that can do anything. But it was funny. Bob Armstrong goes out, Bullet Bob Armstrong goes out, and he's just looking, he's like separated, he's got a big fucking smile on his face, he's like he's the funniest shit in the world. And then, and then they're trying to hold him back, and he finally, he just takes Siaki up the ramp, right? And, and, and Don is like holding it back and shit, and then, and then blah blah blah, and they finally separate him, and then Siaki, Oh, 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 and what's even good about this is in this brawl, one of the people who's trying to separate this is his opponent in the next matchup, Jorge Estrada. Who was holding Siaki back? Who was? He was holding Siaki back, not Lynn. What's even funnier about it is once they separate him and Siaki gets pushed up the ramp by Don Harris, <laughs> in the next segment, it's a fucking match for him and Estrada, and fucking Siaki comes out the entrance music. <laughs> that was what I was about to say. He gets a both of them get a separate entrance. And before this, and before this, Jorge Estrada cuts a goddamn promo of some kind where he apparently has a new valet. Which doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't, it didn't matter. He didn't win the damn match. No, she didn't give him any She didn't help him whatsoever. She just stood there while it looked like X-Pac was fucking some other chick <laughs> in the back or something like that. <laughs> I'm not joking. And, 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 uh, apparently he was, he was gonna find another Elvis before the end of the night. Oh. That's right. That was so news breaking. Like he that? was going to find another Elvis who, and he didn't want someone who could wrestle. He wanted someone who could shake, wrestle, and roll. <laughs> Like, I'm that like, anybody in fucking downtown Nashville going straight down went, the strip. I just went, what the fuck? <laughs> so then we have that abortion of a match. <laughs> that wasn't even an abortion. That was, that was fucking fecal matter on teeth. Oh, God, right? That was, oh, I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was a wet but stain then, running down somebody's dead but, leg. But then, just when I thought it couldn't get any more <laughs> terrible... Let's do everything that we just did in that brawl again! 
joking. Move literally frame for frame happens again. Everything. Frame for fucking Even frame. Jorge Estrada is trying to hold Pepsi up. And Jorge Estrada, who just lost the match and got dumped on his head, is holding back. Not Jerry Lynn, but fucking Siaki. <laughs> and Bob Armstrong comes back out, same shit-eating grin, trying to separate. Look at Don Harris and Siaki up the ramp. The and same literally Don Harris does it again. He holds back Siaki up the ramp. And literally they do the same like we, fucking we thing. We sat there and watched this. Is like, did you fucking rewind it? What did you do? I thought I did. I thought I hit the back button. <laughs> I thought I was just like, this picked up where it left off, and then I went back, and I went, wait a minute. Oh, God. Because then after that, after all that ensues, we get an X Division matchup finally, and you're like, okay, this could be good. Well, we get some guy in green pants. I don't know who the fuck he was. And he goes up against the guy who was just in that brawl. A steal. Except this time, instead of looking like a normal motherfucker, he comes out and he's all bug-eyed and everything. He's ready to go. He literally looks like he's sort of stood back there and snorted like a fucking pound of coke. Like just a, like just a, just the size of a brick. Like the, like he just took the straw and just snorted with a brick. Of, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm fucking ready. <laughs> Get it! Get it! Get it! Like, who the fuck is booking this shit and everything like that? Why the fuck does this look so familiar? He got Red Thompson on this. Who booked this crap? Uh, Chat me up. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, fuck. Oh, rolls out on that. Somebody rolled something on that. Somebody it wasn't tied. Who the fuck? I think it was. Seriously, what the fuck is going on in this program right now? Oh god, Jesus, that's fucking hilarious, bro. Oh god, bro. Are you guys not fucking seeing what I'm fucking seeing? Oh, I think they're seeing. All right, look at this. No, dude, no, dude. All right, all right. First of all, first of all, Chris Diggins, you are a fucking amazing person. But fuck you, shut the fuck up, fucking piece of shit, right now. But I fucking love you. Fuck you, dude. All right. But seriously though, and Caleb, you are too hard on him and every one of them. Exactly. Listen to what he's saying. Fuck you, Diggins. Shut the fuck up right now. The New Yorker is talking right now. You fuck. Fucking prick, alright? Shut the fuck up. Love your mom though. Fuck you. Alright? Alright? But they don't fucking care about the fucking wrestling. It's why I put, it's why I put Orgo make me a fucking taco versus Sonny fucking Giaki or some fucking shit. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking care or anything. And neither does the fucking audience. You know why? Because they fucking care about the brawl. It's the fucking brawl, bro. It's why I made the brawl. It's why I made the brawl for all you motherfuckers out there and everything like that. He made the brawl for all. (laughs) You hear that so well? He made the brawl for all. Fucking cat. Yeah, they 
don't fucking care about the fucking wrestling. They fucking care about the bra. No, when they fucking watch cowboy movies or they watch my favorite Robert fucking De Niro movies, they fucking care about... They don't fucking care about the storylines. All they fucking care about is the brawl fight scenes in the fucking movie. That's all they fucking care about. They don't fucking care about people doing moves. Nobody fucking cares about that shit. It's all about the brawls and the fucking swerves, you fucking motherfuckers. The swerves. Is that why you did it twice? Fuck you. Bro. I that was saying. so good. I had to fucking do it twice. What... All right, all right. I was fucking. Listen, listen. I was in the back. All right, with Ace fucking Steel, and he had a fucking brick the size of your fucking head. You fucking piece of shit. Chris Dickens, love your mom though. You fucking piece of shit. And My mom yeah, got to do with this. I don't fucking care. Shut the fuck up. Love you though. <laughs> And it just fucking came to me. I was in the back with Ace fucking Steel and everything like that. And he had a fucking brick coat the size of a fucking brick. Like an actual fucking brick like we have in New York. Not like you fucking Georgians down here and everything like that. We, we have bigger shit in New York City, obviously. Oh, God. But when I was back there... We were fucking doing coke and everything like that. And I was just like, I was like, is that fucking match over? What the fuck did I do just before that? Oh, oh, they, they didn't fucking get the brawl. Fucking go get the brawl. Hey, fucking go out there and fucking start the brawl. Brawl, brawl, motherfuckers, brawl. That's all I fucking care about. That's why that we've been in this whole show for 17 fucking episodes so far. Every single fucking one of them has had a fucking brawl. Literally. That's so funny. You say every episode of the broadcast. Yes, you dumbass piece. You dumbass Yankee. You fucking put that shit in. And I don't have anything against New Yorkers or anything. I just hate your ass. Well, fuck you, Stovall. But you fucking, you fucking be nice to Dickens. Dickens, you shut the fuck up over there, though, you fucking piece of shit. And let me tell you something. You had that fucking piece of shit, Jim Cornette, on this fucking program and everything like that, all right? He fucking comes in here and everything. You let him come in here. You're going to let me fucking come in here and talk about my fucking brawls and swerves and everything like that. Jim Cornette, he'll come in the building. We don't need that shit. Well, let him fucking come in the building. He ain't gonna fucking come in this goddamn building. I already fucking put out the challenge for him several fucking times or anything like what that. Fuck I ain't fucking like, What the fuck? Did I just fucking what hear Vince fuck? fucking Russo? Oh my fucking no, look Jesus. what you've done now. Oh, I thought you said you loved God. me, damn, uh, Russo. This shit. You oh, shut the, the shut fuck, fuck up, fuck up Dickens. Hey, you be nice oh, you to Dickens. Shut the you fuck, fuck up. You just be nice to Stovall. Fuck you and fuck Dickens too. I don't like that son of a bitch and I don't like you either. This is about to go somewhere oh, God, else, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to step back and let this shit go. Okay? Uh, you, no, you shut the fuck up, Dickens. I told you to be quiet. You shut the fuck up, Russo. You don't even know how to book. You booked the same fucking spot not once but twice. Jim, I had a longer-lasting career in TNA than you fucking did. You didn't have a fucking long-lasting career in TNA. Nobody even knew you were backstage because they were trying to keep it a secret so they could stay on the fucking air. Jim, you're just mad because you're still suffering pain in your fucking leg from jumping off that fucking scaffold. You Let's get this moron. shit correct. I didn't jump off a scaffold. I fell off a scaffold, and I made more money on that than you ever did doing WWF Raw Magazine, bitch. <laughs> Jim, you just didn't have the foresight that I fucking had. You You're right, I didn't have a block of coke. Except that I fucking had the brilliantness to bring up the Attitude Era. It was me. You Duh, brought up the Attitude Era? 
fucking did. And everything that was fucking wrong about it was your fucking fault. Oh, it's my oh, fucking and fault. They, oh, and all you internet marks out there who are going to say I'm, that I fucking killed WCW, let me fucking explain to you. Every shit that fucking went wrong with that place was totally not my fucking fault, man. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't your fault. You're going to blame it on Ed fucking Ferrara? Is that what you're going to do? It was Or maybe it was Eric Bischoff's fault because he fucking hey. gave you the rights to do everything, huh? Hey, hey, you fucking piece of shit. They didn't fucking let me do what I wanted to fucking do. I know, because drugs were illegal they there. They wanted me to fuck. They wanted me to do all this and that. And no, I fucking said, no, I want a fucking Viagra on a pole, you fucking piece of shit. That's because you wanted to take the Viagra because you wanted wanted to get major guns in the back because that's what you are, a big fucking pervert. You don't know professional wrestling. You don't know. You Jim, talk about Jim, the swerves. You, you should down swerve down the fucking, fucking toilet. Jim, you're going to fucking suffer a fucking heart attack, man. I don't want you to I already suffered a fucking brain aneurysm the minute you got put in the wrestling business. That's what the fuck is going on around here. Okay, guys, y'all need to calm it down, man. Yeah, Seriously. yeah. Wait, the, shut the fuck up, Dickens. Fuck you, Jim. Fuck, fuck you, you. Don't Vince. fucking speak to Chris Dickens like that. He's a fucking human being, just like you and me. That's God right. Damn. I'm a He's legend. A fucking, I shut the that. fuck up, you fucking piece of no good shit. Of the bottom of my shoe, you fucking piece of shit. I love you. Yeah, we can fucking agree on that, except for the love part. I don't love that dickless wonder right there. You're I don't fucking love your booking. I don't love your writing. I don't love anything you've done with the wrestling business. Hey, the only Jim. thing you did would that you was like good was to leave mayo? the podcast hey Jim would you like some extra mayo the what some extra mayo or cheese and onions on that burger you fucking piece of oh shit. we're gonna bring up the Dairy Queen shit okay you know that's, that's alright bring up the Dairy Queen shit. That shit now you fucking be you know shot. what why don't you please be kind and rewind you dumb fuck oh wait that business doesn't exist anymore you know what Jim I made more fucking money in that I had money stashed away in fucking boxes I had more money yeah than you I had a dollar do here and a dollar here and a dollar here with that and it I wrote it all in my fucking book okay all right, you yeah, guys have got fuck to fucking out. get out of here. I love you, Jim. Vince. Now, fuck you and fuck Dickless because you got fucking Vince Russo in here. I'm fucking sick of this. Vince Russo, go, kiss yeah, my yeah, ass. Yeah, go on out of here just like you, you always shut the fuck do. Up. Why don't you go and like work somewhere that actually matters, like the fucking garbage dump? Hey, you know what? Why don't you go and lock yourself in a fucking box? Maybe then you'll be over. Oh, yeah, I probably would. More than fucking you locking somebody up in a fucking whatever you did. What, what was what the, what the, oh that's right you didn't do any fucking thing that mattered so I'm gonna go out here and fucking book a match you know now. what I took some fucking I took some fucking bumps of TNA I fucking you piece of shit I fucking did this shit you fucking piece of shit I'm gonna vote that we hire uh, the guy who was ECW security uh, I'm just gonna hire like the the Harris brothers. For yeah, that's it for real. At least they can handle like Siaki and shit. Maybe they can handle those two. I don't know. I don't. Fucking I don't want to fucking do that them. again. Good Look God! I that. apologize for that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's uh, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> but that, 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 that Vince Russo that explains a lot because that, that looked sounded, like it was fucking I mean, somebody was clearly, something. Dude, you could clearly tell that he was fucking booking this shit, cause, dude, there's, I'm not joking, there was a fucking brawl, and there's been a brawl every yep. DNA episode. I'm about to think, I'm about to like bet money on, on my house that every episode <laughs> that I continue to watch is gonna have, have a brawl. brawl. Of but, some kind. But the funny thing about this, they, 
right after that one matchup with the the dude and all, they they do a backstage uh, thing with Siaki. <laughs> they show Siaki and uh, it was before that actually. They Ace show Siaki and green pants. Yeah, whatever. Before that, they showed uh, a, a last week backstage thing. Their Sonny Siaki was. Attacking um, Jerry, Jerry Lynn, Lynn and AJ Styles, which is actually pretty clever. He was holding Jerry Lynn as in, as in like, was it like, wait a minute, stop it, stop it. But he was holding him back to get like hurt and everything. Yeah. Come on, guys. And Sonny Siagi throws him in a box and AJ sits on it. And uh, AJ, man, you are one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. There is no doubt. And the work that you have done. In the last 10 years or so has just been incredible. However, when you started <laughs> off in TNA, while you were great, very obviously amazing in the ring and shit like that, your mic skills. You were greener than dog shit. Oh, good God <laughs> almighty. It, Mike today, even on commentary, had to go, that's your turn to talk, AJ. <laughs> like... Like, and then, like, and, but in this promo, he sounds like a fucking whiny-ass teenager. Like, he's like, he's like, better hope Bullet Bob doesn't hear about this. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, AJ? Oh, my God. But just when we thought that this just couldn't, this this couldn't get any better. Oh, no. Or worse or whatnot. <laughs> Then we go to our tag team featured attraction, which was, oh dear Christ, oh Oh fucking money. A featured attraction. It was fucking B.G. James. Oh, you didn't know? This fucking sucks. With his tag team partner, no, not Kip James or Badass Billy Gunn or K-Quick or anybody (laughs) like that who would actually be worth a fuck. Oh, we put him with Hermie fucking Sadler, (laughs) the NASCAR driver. (laughs) Yeah. But it gets better. Oh, no, it gets even better because then coming to the ring to face him is the king of the mountain. Not at this point, but... Jeff Jarrett, who you noticed something <laughs> in the fucking video before <laughs> Jeff this Jeff Jarrett is going to the ring. He's walking down the ramp, cussing, and you think he's talking to the fans or whatever, but when he gets in the ring, as he's going toward the <laughs> ropes, he looks at the ramp and like, what? And I swear to God, I read this on his lips. It looked like he said, what the fuck was that shit? Like, Son of a bitch. He literally just looked and, and was just like, like, what the fuck did I hire Russo for? Like, what the fuck? Let's like, start coke in the back and book shit twice. He's like, <laughs> oh my god. It's like but, he sat there to beg and said, let's fill some fucking time. Do the same thing again. <laughs> Vince, I'm short this segment. Bro, fucking do it again. Just fucking do it again. They don't fucking care. a fucking bro. <laughs> exactly. It's just probably just like this. It's like, what am I going to do about another second? Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> Five more times. <laughs> like, oh my God. Anyways. But that's not where I guess. Then he, he might have been saying that or he might have been saying it to his mystery partner. Oh who was uh, Miss TNA. Miss TNA at this time was Bruce. <laughs> Not Pritchard. Not no. Pritchard. 
<laughs> this ain't something Conrad can pull out and say, I know you did this in TNA. No. <laughs> so, Bruce, how'd it feel wearing a dress? <laughs> Chat me up, Bruce. How did this fucking happen? <laughs> well, it started with a brick of... You ever seen Coke with a line like that? Well, imagine that, only stack it up four times. And that was Vince Russo on this night as how we did it. Roll tide on that. Oh my god. I can't breathe. This is so fucking true. Oh. This was like somebody dropped acid and ate shrooms and I'm then chased it with a fucking line of coke and some alcohol. <laughs> and then like popped the mentos. It's like all we need now is just a little slap dicks. <laughs> Mushroom stamp. <coughs> so oh. yeah. Then this uh, match happens, and I thought the I thought all of that was terrible to begin with. And then, hey, let's throw Hermie Sattler yeah, let's into throw the ring. Uh-huh. He has no fucking experience whatsoever, and uh, got a promo. And his the way he insulted someone was saying was when he looked at Bruce, and he was just like, he's just like, how can you walk around looking like the way that you do? (laughs) And and the whole time they're in the match with Sandler and Bruce are in the ring, Bruce is trying to get him to touch his butt. Oh, God, because Bruce Bruce was, uh, you know, kind of like, he had a tag team, and, and this wasn't TNA's deal. This was actually something that they did on the independents at the time. They were called the Rainbow Express. It was him and... Ah, Lenny! Isn't that Lenny from fucking, um, WCW? <laughs> the Raging Cajun! And he's oh in the freaking Rainbow Express oh, with Bruce. And yeah, you know, they, they, they do the LGBTQ type stuff, you know, but yeah. they were kind of like the first of their kind. And well, I wouldn't necessarily even say that, but, but they were, but I give them props, I give them, I give them props though for trying something different and everything like that. I give them props for that. I'm not making fun of him in that. No, like, not that. Like, just, I get what his character is. I'm making fun of Hermie fucking Sadler yeah, being in this shit. In a bad book And putting Jeff Jarrett and BG James in this shit. Oh. oh my god, it was just fucking terrible. Just. <laughs> And and what it's what I am describing to you folks probably just sounds like the worst episode ever. And I'm just like, well, <laughs> somebody's probably listening to this close. right now and like, are they talking about TNA or old school AWF bookings? <laughs> you said that, not me. I know what I said because I booked that shit before. <laughs> this is very true. You are responsible. But, but the thing is, is that I've never. Never done anything like this. I've never booked the same fucking thing twice. I might have booked it a month later, but I never booked it the same fucking night. (laughs) But I will say this. After that matchup, which thank God it ended eventually. I don't even remember who won that match. Who cares? uh, James and whatever. Yeah, of course we did. But anyway, so after that was when it actually did start to get a little bit decent. Because we had an X-Division title matchup between AJ Styles versus uh, Six Pac. 
And uh, this was when AJ, you, you realize, was starting to come into his own. You could tell he was – he knew what he was in the ring. He was still trying to find himself on the mic. He was trying to find himself as a character. Yep. But he, he figured it out in the ring. He had the ring part down, and he just needed guys like Six Pot to, you know, show him the way and stuff like that. And so that's what Six Pac did in this matchup. And they had a really good matchup. That they did. This was one of those where I was like, okay, finally, something decent and everything like that. Yep. So props to them. Uh, but the problem with this was there was still a problem going into this matchup, which is a couple of things. Mortimer Plumtree, who fucking was with A Steel, comes out before AJ's music hits. And I'll say that, uh, he wasn't even announced, like, like, even the announcers, uh, played it off and they were like, no, you don't think, like, and AJ comes out and it's like, how much money did Mortimer, or er, did Plumtree had to pay out for this and everything like that, so, uh, yeah, um, that was some good stuff, I'll, I'll admit that, but the way that this X Division match is happening, so it's happening because of what happened the week before, where... We had an X Division title matchup between Loki and uh, Sonny Siaki, I want to say. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Not Sonny Siaki. It was somebody else. It was somebody else. It was Loki and some. I can't remember. But they injured their or they injured Loki in that matchup. So Bullet Bob comes out and says, "You know what? I'm just gonna have every single wrestler come out, or every single X Division wrestler come out, and we're gonna have a ladder match." And Six Pac runs in at the very end of it. And wins the goddamn thing. And <laughs> so then AJ gets his title shot next week, who was in that ladder match as well. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then this ends in a, uh, of course, a it gets disqualified, where X-Pac actually gets disqualified. Or Six-Pac, rather, yeah. gets disqualified. Uh, and just, good matchup, terrible ending. Yeah. That's another Vince Russo booking. Well, we know that for a fact. Yeah, I can, I can tell. <laughs> Snort the line of coke. I'm getting disqualified, bro. He keeps the title. <laughs> Swerve. <laughs> Yo, Pac, can you give me another fucking line now? I'll, give, I, I'll fuck it. I won't take the belt off you this week, but I gotta yeah, take it off you. Yeah, fuck you. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, and then we come to our main event. We get a promo from uh, Mr. Perfect being interviewed by Mike Tanay and. This one just kind of like not tear at you a little it bit. It did a little bit, you know, because you realize, like, even watching some of this episode, and I know we are uh, we're making fun of a lot of it, but yeah. I gotta say, you know, seeing some of these guys like that are no longer with us, like yeah. it, it, it tears at you. A it little hurts bit. a bit. It does. And seeing he, Mr. Perfect up there interviewing and everything like that with Mike today, that's a just, great promo. Obviously. Yeah. So. Uh, it, yeah, he cuts a great promo about how, you know, he wants to bring wrestling back to where it was and everything. And this was after he left WWE again. And, uh, yeah, so he was coming in to make a, an impact in, uh, no pun in intended. TNA. Right. <laughs> and he takes on Ron Killings at the time, who was the NWA champion, who we ran into Waffle or, uh, uh yeah, IHOP in Atlanta. Um, and yeah. This one, this matchup was really good, I thought, because here was the thing. I just, and, and it, it pains me seeing him in WWE right now where he plays just this clueless imbecile for some reason. When he was, at one point, 
he was really good in TNA, and he was their champion. Like, and he actually had some really good matches. There's there are two matches with him, uh, or with him and Jerry Lynn and him and Low Key that are awesome. They are amazing. Like, I would recommend anyone check. And it happened in uh, in the span of those 17 episodes that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one exactly off the top of my head, but some really good ones. So I would encourage everyone. But I'm just sitting there going, I'm just like, see the see how good this guy is? Yeah. I mean, Ron Killings is a great talent. And the fact that he won the NWA World Heavyweight Championship should speak volumes. Because not everybody gets the opportunity to win that championship belt. He can say, I was an NWA World Heavyweight Champion at one point. Yeah. Anybody else in WWE at this point in time physically say that? Well, other than Jeff Jarrett, AJ Styles, and Christian. Yeah. Which Christian's not in WWE Because not even Samoa Joe can say that. No, because he won the TNA, TNA. title. Mm-hmm. He didn't win the NWA title. Nope. I thought that was a mistake, but I thought they should have made the TNA title and given it to him. Yeah, I agree. But instead but, they gave it to him. That's another show, though. Yeah, that's so, another show. But for this one, we finally get a good... We do get a good main event, so we do get a lot of horrible, horrible shit <laughs> at the beginning. It's like, tread through the shit to find the paradise. <coughs> Right? Oh, God. If I ever have to see another Sonny Siaki match. Well, you kind of do for a long time. And actually, in TNA, because, you know, I'm not defending any of what I saw. But as far as talent-wise, they didn't have that option back then. They didn't have the money to bring in someone like, you know, Hogan or Sting at the time. Those were big names at the time. They didn't have that kind of money. And they had to make their own stars at the time. So, you know, I mean, you got to use, you got to go with what you got. And maybe that's all they can get at that point. So, you know, it is what it is. But it's a a very entertaining show. If you want to have some fun just laughing and just have some fun watching, like, just Botchamania, basically, on (laughs) TNA. Uh, But then you, like, but then you also get... Good wrestling as yeah. well, um, and and there was a couple of other matches that were pretty good on this yeah. episode. But I just had to go over just the ridiculous stuff because we were literally setting up. We were for this podcast, and we were like, "What episode should we do?" And I was just, and I had my laptop going on, and 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 we and we had TNA up, and and so I was just like, "Oh, I'm just going through each episode and everything like that." And we got to this episode, and we turned into mystery science. Yeah, we did. And and. Like two seconds watching this, we were shit, ripping like, this shit a new hole. <laughs> we were just like, "What the fuck is going on yep. here?" <laughs> but yeah, we will be covering more old school events such as that one, and some of them will be better than that one, more than likely, and some of them won't be. You know, that's, that's just how it goes in the wrestling business. Sometimes things don't work out the way that you want it all the time. Not so all the time, no. Yeah. But we will be covering uh, one that I think everyone uh, will enjoy watching as well. It'll probably bring a lot of you back to your childhood days. Uh, it will for me. It is Bash at the Beach 1995. WCW's Bash at the Beach 95 that literally took place on the beach. Yeah, it took place 
on the ocean shores of California. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to cover that one because I know where people <laughs> rank it as far as pay-per-views and everything. But for me personally, Chris, it's one of my all-time memorable favorite uh, pay-per-views. Yeah, so, you've talked about it quite a bit. And, and Well, I'm going to talk about it in great detail. And so will you. And everyone else, hopefully you will check it out as well. And you'll check out as well... Uh, the Global Wrestling Network and check out TNA Asylum Years. Check out the episode we just went over and check out anything else professional wrestling. Uh, local, indie, and feds. Yes. Anywhere. Check it out. Support pro wrestling. That's what this is all about because this is the Stovall Wrestling Network. It's all wrestling 24-7 right here. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, we are finally done. <laughs> it is the very first episode of Stovall Wrestling Network, Chris. Yes. What you think, my Oh, man. Uh, this one is just, oof. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard. I had so much fun in doing, uh, and we've been doing this for two years, and now we're covering wrestling completely, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I, like so. I said, when... Uh, well, you know, I, I might as well, since, you know, it, it's the end of the episode, I'll go ahead and explain in details what happened, uh, if I haven't already. But if I have, I'm saying it again, whatever. Yeah, I'll uh, But, yeah, so when uh, when I, I came to you a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I, I was like, I was like, man, I have a vision for this pod, for a podcast and everything like that. Obviously, we were doing shooting the shit and everything yep. like that. Uh, the problem was I noticed things whenever we would record and we would do uh, shooting the shit. We would spend a ton of time on <laughs> wrestling, yeah. obviously. Because it's the subject that, you know, I love the most. And it's the, the subject that I'm love. the most knowledgeable and love. Exactly. Most. Like, 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 it's the subject that we know and we love the most. And then I noticed by the time we got to sports and we got to music and everything, we really didn't have that much to say about it. No. Because we had already said everything that we wanted to say, to be honest. And, uh, you know, I also have had visions of of uh, people coming on this show as well, you know, doing interviews and stuff like that. And I just realized I couldn't do it with the type of format that we had with shooting the shit. We also couldn't really sell shooting this shit. No, because of exactly what he's saying right there. Really? I mean, yeah, so, you know, uh, and, and yeah, that's a little peek in to, uh, to the behind the scenes. I yep. don't mind. Um, so, literally, I, I just was thinking of different ways, and I, and I was thinking of this, and when I was doing shooting this shit, the wrestling part of it, there was even more that I wanted to cover. Right. And... I was just like, there's just no way. We don't have enough time for it with that format that we were doing. We didn't have enough time, you know, for the music. We didn't have enough time for anything. So I thought, you know what? Let's uh, let's say, you know, let's end shooting the shit and let's do something different. Let's um, let's actually make this vision that I have of it come to life. Mm -hmm. And uh, the difference with this vision, a lot of people might say, well, what are the differences? Obviously the name, the look, and everything like that. But the fact is, is uh, 
I'm doing most of the editing as well. Like, uh, I'm, I'm stopping and starting this thing, so. Yeah, Snowball's actually taking a bigger role on the production of this podcast more. I'm just the guy, I am just the guy who is the sidekick and the co-host, uh, and also am the guy who is providing the platform for it to air. Yes, TMB Studios is, is great to me, so, uh, I'm going to be great to it. Yep. And, and, uh, or that's my goal at least. Yes. And, um, <laughs> and I also had visions of us, you know, setting up at wrestling shows, selling merchandise, you know, having maybe live interviews and stuff like that. That's all talks to come between us and everything like that. We'll get those details worked out. But everyone should be on the lookout for some merch coming soon. I will yep. have those within the next few months. There will be some t-shirts and, and not only that on top of that with it being called the Stovall Wrestling Network it's not just tied down to TMB Studios as a podcast we're looking at live feed from YouTube Twitch Facebook yes you know? I was going to uh, yes I was going to get into that actually um, TMB Studios has uh, is is great to me like I said uh, but we will not just be on TMB Studios. We will also be on YouTube. You can get full-length episodes. That's right. This episode included will be up on YouTube, and we will have our very own YouTube page. It will be called the Stovall Wrestling Network or the SWN um, on YouTube, and you will be able to get full-length episodes there, we will also have stuff going on on Facebook. I'll have live Q&As almost every single week. And I'll also might have some watch-alongs. That's right. Me and Chris were talking about this episode. We might do a watch-along of this with you, the fans, and have some fun. You can send in your comments. You can send in questions. And plus, I want to hear from you. I don't just want... Uh, you to like the Facebook page. I don't just want you to check out the episode. I want you to give me your feedback. Talk to me. What do you want to hear? What do you? Is there a wrestling event that you would like me to watch and go over for you on this ep- or on this show? Would you? Uh, you know, are there certain events from ECW, WCW, old WWF? Is there NWA? Is there AWA? Is there ROH, New Japan? Name it. Send it to me, and I will go over it right here on this show and be more interactive as well. Let me know because it's all about you, the fans. I could not do this show without your guys' support and everything like that. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, that's all I got to say for right now. So I'll I'll go over it in more details on next week's episode because yes, it's going to be next week. Another episode of the Stovall Wrestling Network SWN, uh, and I can't wait because we've got we've got some big plans in the work. We've got more sound clips that are coming. We've got all of this stuff that's going to happen. You guys are in for a treat with this podcast. It's going to be so much fun. Oh yeah! And I'm also going to take this time before I sign off to tell you about the other podcast. If you like this one, check me also out on. Uh, the on nineteen point eighty nine WCMS Stovall Radio. What is that? That's going to be where I'm going to play you some music. That's right, and it's not going to be your everyday run in the mill pop, you know, chart 
uh, songs on the radio that you can go and find 500 times a day. No, this is going to be music that you can't really find anywhere else nowadays, it seems like. You're going to be able to find uh, find a bunch of metal, metalcore, deathcore, hardcore, uh, you know, heavy music, and also some rap music, some rap artists that are that are not given the spotlight that they should be, such as even, you know, artists such as Tech Nine, the Insane Clown Posse, uh, you know, all these other guys, Hobson, and, you know, just anything. So that's going to be good. Look on, be on the lookout for that. It's going to be a list every single week, and you're going to have some fun just getting to jam. Uh, it's going to be on TMB Studios. It will be. Exclusive will be ex- to TMB Studios. that will be exclusively to TMB Studios. I'm not putting that up on YouTube yet or anything like that. It will be exclusively uh, TMB Studios, so be on the lookout for that. And be on the lookout for Chill Vibes NC with myself and Nick Lefwich. Uh, we have a podcast. It's a video podcast called Chill Vibes where we talk about literally anything from movies, music, uh, even wrestling to, uh, uh, you know, science theories, um, you know, conspiracy theories and all of that. You know, just anything. It's a literally an off-the-wall show, and it's a lot of fun, me and him. Check that out. Check us out on YouTube Live every single Wednesday night at Chill Vibes NC on YouTube Live, and you can be a part of the show. That's right. You can comment on the show, or you can come in on the chat box and comment, and we will uh, answer uh, any and all of your questions on Chill Vibes NC. It's a lot of fun, and yeah, like I said, I've just got so much going on nowadays, it seems like, and I am truly blessed, and I am truly thankful for all of the opportunities that I am given, and I am just an example to, I guess, turn into Steve Harvey, motivational speaker or something <laughs> real quick. I am an example of, hey, shut up and go do it. Yep. Just don't worry about what people are thinking. Get off your ass and do it. If something's not happening for you, if you are not happy where you are, go and make it. Go and do it yourself. You know, literally, DYI. <laughs> or, yep. yeah, however you say it. But literally, go and do it yourself because that's how I got these opportunities and everything. I literally just went out and did it myself. And thank you to everyone who has given me the opportunities, uh, such as this even, to yep. put this on for you guys. So, like I said, check out all those podcasts that are coming out for uh, from me. Also, check out VPW on on uh, Fox 54 every Sunday mornings at 1 a.m. Toxic. That's right. Join me for Toxic. 1 a.m. VPW Fox 54. Also, check out VPW Survival. Uh, uh, it's the May 11th, the Garden City Classic, and check out IWD Undisputed May 18th, as well as any other local events that are happening around the CSR. Oh my god, I'm out of breath. <laughs> I cannot literally talk anymore. I have no more saliva in me. So, <laughs> that is it. I am Caleb Stovall. He is Chris Dickens. As always. And we are done, ladies and gentlemen. 